0: everybody, and welcome back to The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara K. Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Latoya Ferguson. Hey, Latoya. Uh, my introduction uh, for today's <laughs> podcast will be a quote that was put on uh, every review of an episode of Opposite Sex on TV.com, like the user reviews. So this person, WBfreak54, uh, <laughs> wrote the same review every episode. You? and like, You? <laughs> no, because... Because, well, first of all, their avatar is Xander Harris. Oh, oh so not yeah. you. Second of all... Does, wait, I, wait Latoya, does it have a huge X through it, or no? I would be Parker <laughs> Abrams, as we all know? Right. Uh, second of all, like, I don't think this person knew what this show was. I think they thought it was something else, but it like, made the same review on every episode. Because the review, titled, quote, Nevermore, <laughs> classic oh, post. God. <laughs> uh, so the review says, I hate all reality shows. Not only that, but they are not reality. I um... believe that people who watch these types of shows are really dumbing down society. And even worse but... are the people that are behind making these types of shows. I just wish that one day these people would sit back and realize that they are making America dumber. And America, stop watching this garbage. I love TV, but I refuse to watch something that is so unoriginal that they can't even muster up a script. Now, my last uh, <laughs> my just... last attacked A-T-T-A-C-T is that these are not reality shows. These right. are non-scripted shows or game shows. Get it right. Again, quote, nevermore. This is on every episode. Uh, this is the user review on every episode. It's like, re- we'll the epi- like, uh, give the episode like, a 2 or a 1.1. 1. 1. Like, this is not a reality show. Hey, LaToya. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by returning uh, lovely, lovely, <laughs> and, and, and for the first time, I think the the one that didn't like the episode, Lisa so, What's up, Lisa?
1: <laughs> for the first time, I think you know. There's been a few
0: times. But... Well, you're the only one. It seems like <laughs> I think you're going to be kind of the lone dissenter of this episode. Somebody I
1: has think... to be devil's advocate here.
0: Well, at least we yeah. found some commonality in hating like certain character. I
1: think well, that's also, true. I think we also have commonality in that this show is not a reality show. Which no,
0: we
1: really got it. What? was, <laughs> like, it was. <laughs> a reality show. I can see where they might think it didn't have a script.
0: But oh, I think like two <laughs> seconds of watching it. Two seconds of watching it, it's like, clearly, it's not even like something you can mistake as a reality show like, or something. Like, <laughs> the paper brigade is in this show. How could you think <laughs> for anything else?
1: <laughs> the, thir- the first scene is a fantasy sequence. So there you go. There's your first clue. It is not a reality show. I
0: don't even know where to start, but... I mean, let's go there. I mean, it starts out this episode. I we, should probably uh, got into it. Yeah, you know by the title of the episode, but we watched "Opposite Sex," which is like a forgotten little blip on the WB's programming in the it early. Was on Fox. 2000s. Wow, you already no. fucked this oh, up. Fox. I'm so wow. sorry. Here, what's it? no? We're not going to edit that out. You're, we're keeping that in. Oh, I'm keeping that in. Shame. I deserve to know. I'm ashamed. But it does feel like a WB show, for the record. Well, I'm sure it kind of was kind
1: of, shot like one. I'm sure it was kind of like Fox's counter to what was happening on the WB at the time.
0: Because it it's, it's not well, as nearly as edgy as the stuff that they eventually came out with that was comparable to this. Like uh, Skin, for example, to me, is what so, they were trying to do. Yeah, the Wikipedia says this was originally, it was shot for the 1999-2000 uh, season, and then it was delayed until summer 2000, which is ridiculous because... That like, is ridiculous. entire year... Um, but, and, and back then, that's, like, a whole generation of, like, it's whole different ballgame. Oh, yeah, ball game. You, like, you would assume 2000, like, the show would probably be, like, uh, just in terms of style, it would try to be more millennial. Like, in that terms, like, 2001 millennial, not, like, uh, you know, lazy freeloading millennials, as we all know we are. <laughs> Y2K <laughs> uh, yeah, Like, Y2K millennial. But this is very, this is still very 90s, like, uh... Indie alt rock is like the the soundtrack basically, which I, oh, I appreciate. We'll get to oh, the that, that, that dog that, moment. That's the
1: best part.
2: <laughs> that's
0: not, what's that not, not a spiral. A spiral. <laughs> I was like, uh, that made uh, me live I, it. But uh, oh, <laughs> we'll get there. But um, but yeah, just I was see, gonna say the reason I think it was moved is because, I, and I looked this up on schedule. Uh, that May of two thousand is when Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero ended its run. Mm. So I think they were like, that is okay, crazy to me that that show lasted that long. That is it absolutely is. it doesn't it doesn't even feel the same like generation of people, let alone like, year. Like, that's crazy. But yeah, this is a very... I mean, I, and I say WB because it does include one of the WB stable of hot boys, <laughs> Michael Ventimiglia, yeah. as, the, as the lead actor. Or the stable of hot boys. Well, and he was... I don't even know what you would say he was. I guess like a character actor at this point? Like, he had not done a ton of work, but he'd done some youth, work. Just a youth act. A youth, is it, is it <laughs> a youth of the nation. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he is the lead character, along with, and we shit you not, guys, a very baby faced Kyle Howard. <laughs> um, and I, I think thought, the real kicker here—I know—go with Kyle. Howard oh, I know, I you know. I that's a Have purposeful you never mislead. To this podcast, Lisa, of course, you did go with <laughs> Kyle Howard. What was a purposeful mislead? Because then after that, we are also introduced to the sex crazed lunatic that is a young Chris Evans, and literally that Chris, Chris Evans. Chris Evans remember, he was in the skin pilot, so. Yes, he was also in the skin pilot as a douchebag there. It's like his MO for this it's era the of, the of TV. the Chris Evans
1: archetype pre-Captain America.
0: This I, has that archetype even, like, up until that point, I kind have of. To, I have to tell I, you. I, I don't recall him being a douchebag in The Perfect Score. No, but... Well, no, but he but was then, kind of, like... It was a mislead. It was definitely supposed to be, like, played as one, and then you find out there's, like, a deep secret that he's... But for a like, long time, a lot of was. his roles were, like,
1: the cocky kind of guy, or the douchebag, or whatever, so... Oh, he's good on a list. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, like,
0: I mean... Everything he's known for, basically, has been that. Even, like, stuff that he's done the like, character work, like Scott Pilgrim, he's the douchebag in that. Like, what's completely into, what's, into the space...
1: What's completely insane <laughs> here is that I felt that I've always followed Chris Evans' career pretty closely. Like,
0: Part of really, why we asked you to be like, on this episode. Like <laughs> er-
1: yeah, like I'm early, old school, like early adopter of Chris Evans, not, you know, I'm like a Chris Evans yeah, hipster. You're a
0: non team movie expert. Yeah. We know. That's, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, this is just the year before, not, well, technically, it would be two years before when they filmed it.
2: it movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, Morris has do you want to be on this episode of the podcast? And I said, well, what's this show? I've never heard of it. And I'm like, how am
0: Your street cred has
2: disappeared.
0: It's gone. I'm dead. I'm dead. For the record, I, I did also nominate The Street, which is the worst Bradley Cooper's ever done. And that's <laughs> arguably a worst show.
1: I'm sure you'll get to that eventually. I didn't no.
0: see that until I was rewatching all of Bradley Cooper's filmography. Okay. So oh. I can see why you'd skip this. It's really hard to... Like, even visualize this as a show with him on it. It kind of feels... A lot of this stuff feels like, like, lost pilots or lost series. But now it's all on YouTube. So, I mean, back... Like, even five, ten years ago, it was disappeared forever. But now it's back.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, in, like, 2001, 2002, it was, there was no YouTube.
0: So... Well, it was harder to find a lot of this stuff. Now we're living in the golden... <laughs> before the Wow Wow West of YouTube gets shut down, guys, go find as yeah. much of this kind of stuff as you can. We recommended um, Young Americans before. Also, delightful. This is absolutely I, like, delightful. That's a good drunk weekend. Is just young Americans in opposite it's sex. It's just great. It is like some of the most prime. Like you, it, you feel like a child watching it. Like there are moments when I was watching it, I literally had to pause and and hold my head because I was so amazed at something that says like it is quintessential two thousands young. Like even the faces Malena Amelia is making, it is like it's. Qu- it's fantastic. Okay,
1: especially, like, okay, the opening credits, you look at the opening credits are ridiculous, but the, the show they itself, it's almost like a pair, it's almost like a
0: sketch. Yeah, it does of, feel like what, a sketch. What
1: that era of teen drama was. It was, like, it hits all of those notes, and then throws in, like, a little Ally McBeal fantasy sequences
0: for fun. Oh, that was so mm-hmm. popular then, too. It's so funny how yeah. that's really not a thing anymore. And like We have occasional and bits like as that. As listeners, but... no, we always appreciate a good time capsule oh, episode. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially something like this where it hasn't really been touched by time as much. Like, I feel like some of the other stuff, maybe because it was more, it was trying to be more, like, zeitgeisty or something, but this almost just felt like it was taking pride in the fact that it was super insulated. Like, it's based in this tiny little community. Nothing changes throughout the, the pilot, at least, really. It's, like, all one very, like, tight community of stuff. And it just, it's just... It's fascinating to watch these people be young people in the 2000s because it just doesn't exist anymore. Like, this is pre 9 11 stuff. Like, even that alone is crazy. Lisa, I know that you uh, thought this was an entire mess, but I would put this on, like, at least upper mid range of other, like, 2000s coming of age dramas around, like, this time. I'd say it's, again, Young Americans is trash. That Agreed. is awful, but it's great in the same sense. Like it is. Yeah, because like all the re- like the reviews that like they mentioned in Wikipedia is like, well, yeah, it's not level of freaks and geeks or My Soul Called Life, but like, well, no,
1: uh, not, no, those are the yeah. high-end Reviews are endurance. like, yeah,
0: Watershed. Yeah, but like this is, like, I think this had a lot of potential. Had it actually gotten a chance to last, and it was basically screwed. Getting pushed a year later, it was never going to last. But yeah, I think it had all the potential in the world, really, and like. The casting, obviously. Uh, why don't we get into that? I mean, we're we're going to spend perfect. a lot of time on the episode itself, and then maybe a couple other episodes, but the casting is worth going into beforehand, so you know who we're dealing with. So we've kind of glossed over... The the, the plot of the, the series, the premise of the series, is that you don't really know the gist of it until further in, I'm guessing, but essentially, Milo Ventimiglia moves with his dad to this small Northern California town. It's very Everwood-esque, in a way. And he gets, in, he gets enrolled in this school he doesn't want to be enrolled in, because it's just a new town, and that's all that's available. I think there's a quote at one point later on in the episode where he says, the next closest school will be a public school that's an hour away by bus. So I'm pretty sure that this is kind of like their only option, which is like, why would you move to a nowhere town? But I guess maybe the dad got a good job. He does say he has a sick job. You don't know what it is until later, I guess. Anyway, so he moves into this, this new town, goes to this school... And only at the orientation day does he realize he's only one of three guys that are enrolled in this all girls. I would say it's kind of like a private academy kind of school. Like I don't want to say it's just a regular private school because it does feel like it has like a like it's, a almost like a boarding school element, but it doesn't. It just has a very like. Exclusive. like well, they're, yeah. they're to like harbor from the OC or something. Exactly. Yeah, they a,
1: don't and they don't wear uniforms or anything like that. And so there's like a it, lot
0: it, of freedom. It's like a very like I think it's a very purposely well.
1: It's. It's Northern California, so they're kind of going yeah, for this, like, hippie granola vibe.
0: Which I don't know that they achieved, necessarily. They kind of come across almost more, like, Northeastern. I kept forgetting where it was set, because it's, like, all it, trees and stuff, which is also I'm Northern California. It's like, they're, like, in Palo Alto, right? I, they don't say exactly. They say Northern really California. Say. Because he, his brother goes to Stanford, though. That's the thing. But his brother does right. come home for the day, so he has to drive yeah, he there. he doesn't live there. But I don't know, it, it could be as close as Palo Alto. It, it's really unclear, and they don't do a great job of telling you where. Which, also, if he was living in Palo Alto, there's definitely other schools then, so, like, what are you talking yeah, about? the school,
1: the school does not, when he first pulls up to the school, it doesn't even look like a school. Yeah,
0: every time they show the establishing, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a school. <laughs> it's yeah, that's it's school. Not like there's a scene in the second episode when they're walking down the street, and it looks like literally, like, pristine Malibu or something. Like, it does not no, look like Northern California. The seventh episode, which I was just watching, and I'm like, it looks like they're going into a house. I'm like, no, the building on the campus <laughs> which I get because it's actually a very northeastern kind of thing we like a lot of my college campus places were old converted um, like tutor homes and things like that. Like that's pretty common around here. It does not come across to me like a school, a high school in the northeast of California or northwest of California. It's just bizarre. But so either way, he moves there. He's one of only three guys he there. Moved there. From Philadelphia, actually. I don't think they mentioned it in the pilot, but right? yeah, yeah, I saw that in the in the uh, Wikipedia. You're
2: happy. Oh
0: god. Um. So he he moves there and is absolutely like devastated by this, which is also a little confusing because I, how did this not come up at like any point i know it's 2000 but there, his, his dad's like said that. Oh, I assume there
2: would be a lot of guys. But like, do uh, you want to research where you're going
0: you. to school, like for a second? Well, his
1: dad, I think, knew. Isn't there? A yeah, there's an His dad experience? knew it was a like girls'
0: school, but his dad assumed there would be more guys enrolled. Well, for the record, let's we'll, we'll let's jump ahead of that part because he literally the dad's defense is, well, you had a tough time of this, you had a tough time of that. I didn't want to add to your plate. I'm like, but you knew he was gonna go there eventually, so you knew it had to get added to his plate eventually. <laughs> but he didn't want to like, dramatize like, the move any more than was already being... I think Milo didn't yeah. want to move. He was also, like, annoyed. It was a very Everwood situation, even though the mom was dead long before they moved. So I'm <laughs> confused about that. At large... We're gonna go into that. Oh, I have so many issues with the way that they treated the you mom. Just having de- a dead mom? N- no, but it's like, the way they talk about it is, like, really weird. It's, it's as if it just happened, and it's been like, a decade based on his yeah. recollection. And I'm like, you need to calm down. Everybody I think it's more because down. it's just because his dad is clearly such a detached father. We'll, yeah, we'll of, get like, into that whole speech. Doing, I have yeah. that whole speech almost word for word, so we'll get to that one. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's so much the mo- lack, of lack of mom as opposed to the dad not being involved. Exactly. But, oh, my God, he gets into it. So, so anyway, so he moves to this school where there's all girls, and he's, I mean, you would think, I mean, as is some of the other two guys that are there, Kyle Howard and Chris Evans, are living it up. Uh, Chris Evans is creeping away, we'll get into. They were
2: aware before. Oh, they were thrilled about it.
0: Which you kind of, I don't know that you necessarily would want to be, but I, I'm not shocked that people will be thrilled about it. There's a lot of really good incentives. I'm surprised a 15-year-old boy would be thrilled, at least at first. Well, here's the thing. I'll get into it. I went to a college that um, only, I think, maybe seven or eight years before I went there, um, diversified to female male. So we had plenty of guys that were there on scholarships because they were men. So it's very possible for this to happen even in modern times. I just think it's really ridiculous the way they portray it like, yeah, I'm hitting on all these girls, or, ew, I don't want any of these girls. Like, it's, it's a really, like, <laughs> He's not like, like a boy. well, he kind of comes across like, oh, these girls everywhere. It's weird. Uh, we did really discuss the, the dream sequence. All right, well, well uh, that's the premise. I wanted to get that out of the way. We'll get into the <laughs> dream sequence, and then maybe at some point we'll probably diverge into the casting, because the casting is really top-notch. I think maybe once we get to the girls, because once they get to the school, they start meeting all the girls, we'll get into it more. But this is, again, like a complete microcosm of the 2000s, because everybody who's on the show... Has been in like thirty other shows, or has gone on to extreme fame. It's it's so baffling to watch. But so um so they the, the episode starts out with a well I mean as you would expect a, a teen coming of age show from the two thousands to start with a sex stream where um, it's a dream. Whereas Lana Lang literally <laughs> lit a million candles to try to fuck Duncan. It's so weird. They acknowledge the fact that it's really absurd. That's nice, please. Well, I, 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 I was like, so glad they acknowledged how absurd it was. Yeah.
1: I was like, this has to be a dream, because only Lana Lang would light all these fucking <laughs>
2: candles. Like, literally.
0: Like, this was a dangerous amount of candles. It really like, was. I mean... If they, like... Light- Slipped. They could have fallen into flames. Well, I mean, we, yeah. we also got that that lamp shaded by the OC because the same thing happened on the OC where the model home goes up in flames because they put too many candles up. But yeah, they ruin everything. But so there's candles everywhere, and he's well, we don't know at the time, but this is his, I guess, other high school girlfriend from the school he's leaving. Um, yes, yeah, so her Lisa name is played Lisa. By Christine Lakin. Lakin. It's really weird. So Al from uh, Step by Step is in just a And big also part. a million other things. Yeah, a million other things. But like a big part in this really that's it she has a tiny moment at she the end up again in later episode it's Matsukuri yeah. so you know. i kind of figured but like you could tell like she really wasn't a, a super heavily recurring person in the sense that other people have been on other shows but it, and she was still in Philly yeah and but i can,
1: i can as a person named Lisa i can vouch for the fact that he says her name about 47 times <laughs> in the first episode
2: <laughs> because Lisa, it's always
1: confusing Lisa, when it's your Lisa. name
2: and you're like what
0: what? And he has such a distinctive, like Milo Ventimiglia, uh, like Rory. Yeah, Rory. <laughs> why would you drop out of Yale? <laughs> what a swan! <laughs> but yeah, so but, why would you drop I felt out like of Rory Yale? Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I felt like Rory Gilmore. No one, no one wants to say that. I love it. But,
1: no, believe me, I didn't want this this either. oh so. uh,
0: yeah. So, yeah. so. It starts out with, it's, it's kind of creepy because Lakin is literally up on top of him, like, mid-sex, and then the joke of it being, like, obviously this is a dream because we're not having sex. She's like, my boobs aren't this big and your thing isn't. He cuts her off, which is like, okay, so I, at first I was kind of like, okay, this is, like, a little bit self-reflexive. I had my fingers crossed that we were going to get into, like, a gross point, point of view, maybe. Like, oh, like, it's going to be kind of... Like edgy, and then it was like no, because <laughs> like after that scene, you really don't get a lot of that kind well, of the, self-reflexive comedy. The world comedy. Still wasn't ready for gross point at that. No, it time. really wasn't, and really, yeah, that's the only major point of like, like lapse of like I don't know how to, the story, the story development there or the storytelling mechanism is a little bizarre, but on purpose but it doesn't really go back to that quite as much. I mean, you could say that the final number is obviously pretty absurd. And then there's like a scene, a couple scenes where he first meets Miranda, where uh, it's a little bit, you know, like like the dream sequence kind of thing, but that's really kind of yeah. it. And it's a little yeah. weird to only use it that sparingly because it's a kind of, it's interesting enough that I was like, okay, I'll be interested that it is taken away. So it's like, why even as, like, as I was saying before about how the show could probably have evolved and it kept going uh, a lot of the show reminded me of life as we know it. Yes. Not just like the guy focus, but like that started off with like you know some different storytelling, like freeze frames and talking to the camera. And as it went as it went on, it like it just kind of gave up on that completely. That was the best part like, of that show, though. I love that. That was it was so good. And it's just like it gets to a point where you're like, as interesting as it is. It's kind of like the audience. It doesn't, doesn't cheapen really it. I will agree. It. It Doesn't
2: expect it, you know. But
0: that's the trouble. I mean, I almost kind of. And this is another throwback to a show that basically nobody watched. But you ever seen Do Over, which is the like yes. little baby itty bitty version of um, Little Baby Ben <laughs> yeah. Badly? But uh, he he basically relives his life as a I think he was sixteen year old or something, like very young, yeah. 13, 16, yeah. And he's a grown man in a thirteen year old, sixteen year old body, whatever, and you get to, like, see life as... And there's a lot of, like, really goofy moments in that show because it is an absurd... Like, literally, it's, like, a body swap with your young self. So there's, like, room for it. And here, I mean, there's not as much room for it because it is kind of based in, you know, pretty solid ground. But, you know, it would have been more interesting to me to have more of that because at least think, it's something different.
1: I think for stuff like that, when you have, like, a gimmick, if it's if it's something like the do-over where the gimmick is the story right. and, like, the catalyst for the story, then it makes sense. But when it's just a gimmick, then I can see why you would, like, okay, is it is it working? Is it not working? Like,
0: let's just stop. it. I think my only problem with it is that yeah. it's the first scene. That If it wasn't the first right. scene, it wouldn't have bothered me that they dropped it out more. But it, it kind of introduces it like this is the language of the show and it never uses it much again beyond, especially beyond this episode even. It's really just the first couple yeah. episodes. I'm or f- episodes. fine with
1: it because I don't need to live that long <laughs> in Milo <laughs> and Amelia's head. No, I agree. So, <laughs> I mean, it's... Especially a good when it moment.
0: T- <laughs> I've been better placed. Yeah. It
1: turns into a fantasy to see about the counselor. Too. Oh, get and to that.
0: that! I forgot. That's another scene later on. Oh god, I hated that. There's a good moment uh, in the fourth episode where it looks like Milo Ventimiglia is talking to the, like talking to the, uh, the audience, and I'm like. I spent a good portion of it, I'm like, wait, since when does he talk to the audience? Wait, we're getting a new device. <laughs> and then it flips it, and it's like, oh no, he was just talking to the guys. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice one. Instead of actually just doing some ridiculous thing, just make it seem like you're doing and it. And, that, really I thought that worked and that's really And that's kind well. of what this is. It's, it is just a dream. So it's not like it is really supposed to be, like, a, a complete, like, out-of-body, like, war, like mind-warping situation. <laughs> but, but they don't really lean into it. But the fantasies. My god. Uh, know what to say about those, but, okay, so... No okay. thanks. Well, I will say, I did find the, uh, counterpart amusing for the fantasy, just because she also had the guitar. That was so, that so that stupid. Oh my that god. Was so, that was so stupid, but I... I her, got, and her her fucking guitar. guitar. I have so many things to say about the guitar <laughs> alone. I was, like, oh, living... God.
2: What? what if we've
0: introduced her, we can really <laughs> right, talk. So about we'll get that room there So, so first off, after the candles are everywhere and he wakes up from his dream, I do love that the father, or the father is basically like they're in an argument with his brother. His brother is um, going to school at Stanford. I. There's a moment where the father I think it is, or maybe it was Milo yells back to him where he's like oh no, I think it's the brother who yells to the father. The brother's like the dad's like, You gotta go, you get to go to a registration or whatever and he's like, Hey, Stanford has touched to a telephone registration <laughs> I don't need to run, like, it was, it was, like, such a throwback to, like, oh, wow, touch a telephone registration, and what an edgy school, like, technological advancement. I just like, the commercials that have oh, aired during I this bet. episode. It, it was all, know, like. You know there'd be, like, a uh, 1-800-COLLECT commercial. It's going be that Steve uh, Madden commercial with the doll girls, oh my god, yes. oh, Jesus. But, so, yeah, so the brother, the brother's talking about girls in general, he drives um, Milo to school in this classic car, which he somehow affords as a freshman in college, which I have questions about, but I guess maybe he... I mean, he's going to Stanford, and they, they live money? Like, pretty well off in Northern California. Yeah, <laughs> I think they do alright. He's just such a shithead. Yeah. I didn't want him to have that car. I was like, he's a shithead. His brother, his brother played by, I think, kind of... The kind of brother that you would expect to be in more episodes, but it's not. I think maybe that he didn't test well or something. I don't know. He was dropped after the first episode. Does he come back at all? He shows up. Yeah, he shows up again. He's he's really, like, he doesn't have the face of a player, because the character's really supposed to be a player. He doesn't have the face, but then sometimes he takes off his shirt, and I'm like, okay, you can stay. <laughs> He has a good body. It's like well, the face when is I like, first saw his uh, name like a, a pop up... A character actor, but... Well, it's Chris McKenna, but the first time I saw that, I thought it was Chris McKenna, the producer for Community, and I almost lost my mind, but apparently it's a different <laughs> Chris McKenna. Different
2: Very Chris Very different McKenna. Chris McKenna. I wish,
0: it was I wish they were the same. It was amazing. But so, so, moving on from there, he gets dropped off at school. Although the brother does find out about the girls. Well, I guess he doesn't. He just kind of implies, like, you she should get out a new later, girl. Right? Like... He, the brother is He'll going to Stanford to try and hook up with a bunch of girls. I'm like, all right, this is already kind of annoying, but we'll deal with it. But he wants his brother, Milo. Well, his also, his name is Jed. Like, can we? Jed Terry? <laughs> Jed Terry. <laughs> Could you get Our a more board? nominee if ever there was one. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I just, I mean, the reason why I love the name Jed Bartlett so much is because it's such an old white guy name, and he just, it, it fits. This is like a young child from Northern California. <laughs> it's so ugly. Do? Like, why his parents hate it? His brother is Rob. Jed is a terrible name. I'm sorry Jed's of the world, but, like, the reason why it works with certain people is they are, like, old men. (laughs) They've already grown (laughs) into that name. Like, naming a child, like, who's 16, Jed, is just cruel. Well, I guess they didn't name him at 16, but even as a child... Uh, I mean, Kyle Howard's character's name is Philip Steffen. Like, that's a lot happening there. Yeah. My god. But, so... I'm trying to think where... So, the the brother drives him to school... And he's trying to, like, get out of... Like, Milo, having moved from Philadelphia, had to break up with his girlfriend, which is the girl he had the sex dream about. And the brother's like, "'Hey, you gotta, you know, get another girl!' And Milo's just sort of like, oh, I've sworn off girls indefinitely. I was like, okay. I'm not sure that that's, a, that's a very mature point of view, but he is a teenager, so you're kind of like, take yeah. the grain of salt. It's not very fun for that to be like, you know, the introduction to your main character, but all right, like, I've sworn off girls yeah, well, indefinitely. Like, yeah.
1: yeah, he says that, and then like literally 15 second, seconds what later, he felt sees so
0: Like, why even, uh, I know that's the point, no, it's but so it's so... teenager so, is what it is. It <laughs> makes me living. But so they walk... We, we gotta introduce Miranda, you guys. Alright, so they walk yeah, in, my favorite person. and he sees, oh my god, a generic-looking br- brunette holding a guitar. The most 1990s Lisa Loeb-looking, choker-wearing... It's like if you put Lisa Loeb, Katie Mary. Holmes, several other brunette women into a jar and shook it up for a long time, and then were like, okay, pretend you're Sherry Appleby, and that was the person that came out. Yes. Not that she is Sherry but She was trying to Shuri Alba. You know what? I, I wish
2: that, that actually were her character. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it's better. That's all better than what her character actually is. Oh, for sure. This girl makes, this girl makes Melissa, it makes Marissa Cooper seem like a dream girl. Like, an absolute because Marissa dream. Marissa Cooper is oblivious to everything And she she's has, like, doing. a personality that has reason behind it. As much as you might be annoyed by Marissa Cooper, you understand her motivations because she's a damaged person. This girl's just like... Brandon Mills is a manipulative... But like a weirdo too, like, who walks around campus holding an acoustic guitar at 16? She, she owns the place. It's absurd. I mean, I understand maybe the first episode because she's, you know, plan- even just the first well, scene. Like, well, I mean, yeah. It's really specifically the first four scenes of the first episode. Fine. Because she has to do, like, we'll see in a second, she plays a little, like, which we'll get to, and I have questions about that as well. <laughs> she shows a little performance for the auditorium, like, in front of all the class, incoming class. That makes sense. She has a guitar for that because she had to practice. So she should go inside. Maybe but she even, carries it. Yeah. Maybe all the even time. the rest of the day because she didn't want to like put it in her locker. It was too big. I'll take whatever stupid excuse. Even this would be like a really nice school. Whatever. Then she keeps bringing it back to school like the following day or something. Right? I feel for like how cool she is. Oh, it was it was unbearable.
1: I, I would I would have loved if this show had continued on past the eight episodes. There to be like <laughs> for an that. episode. Of- Later on, that was like, Miranda reveals that she doesn't know who she really is, and that's why she oh, carries God.
0: the guitar. God. But, like, that's why she's such a manipulative bitch, too. Yeah. It's, sure. It's almost like, I don't know, it's almost like she was trying to be a joke. Like, it, it was so over the t- It really was a kind of character feel... in, a, in a sketch that would be we... like, oh, my God, that stupid idiot that keeps carrying their guitar around playing in the middle of the quad, what is she doing? I feel like we should get in a, l- a little deeper, because... Obviously, I don't just go around calling people bitches all willy nilly. No, she's just trash. But she's the worst. <laughs> also, like for the for the record, too, as she walks out, there's a there's a situation where basically it's the equivalent of him walking into the school realizing it's mostly girls, and it's like the Welcome to Northern California bitch scene <laughs> where he's just like, oh my god, I'm not in Kansas anymore. And
1: yeah, Welcome to Northern California, where we discuss uh, kale and. It was
0: delightful. I organic loved this Google bit. That's and... stuff I could completely get down for. But like they did not <laughs> lean into it enough. It's only in that first episode. I don't know why. I, mean, I think it's though. it's also more because it's they're just girls. It's... That's what girls want. They want organic produce, you know. Oh, it's Northern so, California. I have so many issues with that when we get to the auditorium scene. But so he sees he sees this girl on the guitar, has like a bit of a dream sequence about it. Now he's in love. Walked into the same auditorium that she just walked into. And she steps up on stage at the request of the, I think it's the dean or whatever she's in charge of the students, and yeah. uh, she starts playing this Hawthorne cover like it's that dog's Hawthorne, which is I saw a punk rock show in a gar garage. It's the stupidest. I mean it's a bad It's a bad song. It makes no sense to be playing in a school assembly. Like what does it have to do with anything?
1: Is ter- and she's
0: terrible. It's like, she like is not good. It reminds me so much of Just Friends, where it's like the forgiveness <laughs> Forgiveness. <laughs> it's not the same as the hits are. It is literally exactly like, that. This is a great song, no, so I don't no, worry no, 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 about No, of course it is. But like that's what it was like the equivalent of someone trying to play that song who's not Anna Ferris it's that. It's... Trying to force everyone else to listen to that song. Exactly, and it just is. It's so picture like this girl, like real quiet with an acoustic guitar. She just goes, "I saw a punk rock show in a car garage up in front." She sings like four times. That's the lyrics of the song, and then then everyone's just like, "Wow!" They all stand up and clap because she's amazing. And Milo's like, "Oh!" And yeah, then and then they're terrible. like, "Thank you for that beautiful thing." Uh, what was that? And Milo of course jumps out. Basically like almost screams. It was that dog, Hawthorne, because she gets him, guys. She knows the indie bands and he knows and it's true love, and now he's like completely in, in like in completely love with her. And then I guess the president lady, whoever it is, gives a little speech. And I don't <laughs> know God, who she is. She's a dean, but is she the, the dean? I of didn't know because sometimes it's a president, sometimes it's a dean, sometimes it's like a the dean of students. Who's the president of a school? There's plenty of schools principal. that have. Pre- you, you want to say principal? Well, there are presidents in schools. I don't know. There are.
1: know. In college, yeah, but maybe not in high
0: school, yeah. So, well, regardless, it's a private school though, so I didn't know. Anyway, so she's <laughs> yes, she introduces she introduces uh, the the new class to the incoming male students, and she describes it as the first you know <clears throat> time that they're going to be. Oh, well, I guess we did jump over the fact that the. Oh, you know what it was? I'm sorry, my notes were saying the president. I meant the student body president, which is the lovely, amazing Lindsay McKean. Lindsay McKean. She is oh, amazing. We completely really just gloss over Lindsay McKean and all her Taylor's and that she, because she, she has such a small part, but she makes it so memorable. Even though it's like literally like four, like maybe four lines of this, she's instantly my favorite character. When she introduces herself to Milo, I literally wrote in my notes. Feminist queen Lindsay McDaniel. Oh my god! So, like, <laughs> I know we've liked her in other things. As I mean, I always, I said That's to you guys good. before recording too, the fact that she got over being known as Libby, who ruined Corey and Topanga's relationship on Prometheus World, is a testament to her ability to be amazing. But like, she is, I mean, a revelation in this show. I've never, I've only seen the two episodes, but I feel like the more I see of her, the more I'm going to love her because she's just fantastic. Yeah. She is proto. Um, most of what Autumn Reeser does. I mean, she's not, not not as good, I don't think, because she doesn't have quite the great writing that Autumn Reeser lucked out with, but I think that, like, the two of them together yeah. would kill people. Like, they would be perfect. <laughs> like, can you imagine a world with Lindsay McKeon and Autumn Reeser as, like, sisters who, like, do anything? And they yeah, would they look do. a little yeah. bit similar. Like, it would be I remember, like, yeah, on a road trip. Similar. Oh, my God, it'd be amazing. It'd be, it'd be yeah, truly I, amazing. I, Autumn Reeser and Lindsay McKeon.
1: I definitely thought this character was, like, Somewhat, it was like half Taylor Townsend and a little bit Tracy Flick.
0: Yes, very yes. Tracy Flick.
1: There's a little bit Tracy Flick there, and this is like this came out like what the year of election. So probably kind of.
0: it's there's it a coldness to her that is not forgivable in a good way. Like I want that, I want that in a character. I want somebody who's just a complicated person. Like, like I also I can, can deal with it. I I know what kind of uh, fast forwarding, but we're like we're just trying to point out good things in character. Right. I like the end where she's just like it's not personal, but I want to. I don't want him to fuck up this school, Yeah, is what she says. She well, the all of her points are actually completely on point. I mean, they're, they're debatable, but I think they're completely... Po- there they're makes total sense. She's a fully fleshed character in a show that does not do the same thing for most of the it, other characters. It would, it would be so easy to make her character, like, yes. what, like one-note villain. And, I again, Monday. I wonder how much of that is her, because she's just that good. Because the same thing happened on Saved by the Bell, the New Class, where she had a, a, a completely different take on a character that could have been equally superficial. But she's fantastic. Like, I don't... More Lindsay and you guys. Why is she not in everything? Please cast her in more things. But so she... she needs to talk to her, her buddy Chris Evans and be like, hey, please. give me some of that Marvel Well, money. I mean, we'll get into how, like, there's a million people that end up going on to do a bunch of random stuff with either Chris Evans or one of the other guys on the show. It's bizarre. But so, uh, so... She gets up, gives this little speech about how the salad bar now carries all organic produce, and everyone cheers. And, like, the thing that I have a hard time... This is kind of where I started to sour on the show, because in some respects, this pilot, and then I would say, like, the premise of the show had it gone further into the pilot's tone is almost like a PSA for MRAs, which is just... Yes! Oh my god, can you imagine how it would feel to be the people victimized by women? Like, ah! <laughs> and it is... Not to say that it doesn't exist. Like, of course there are people that do get, like, you know, the shaft by women in, in charge of their lives. I'm not going to try and claim that there's not some version of that that does affect men. But this is, like, almost just, like... It's like Lifetime movie... For guys. Like, it is as if, like, oh my god, all these women are trying to attack these guys. There's a point later on where they had to get, like, a, a little, like, petition going to get them rights on the school. Like, it is, quintessentially, it is, like, an MRI stream. Like, in the men's right It's agrarian. funny you say that, because there, there is an episode where the guys realize they're becoming, like, more feminized, and at first they're upset about it, but then they realize they kind of prefer it that way. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this is... A, I only bring that up as not to say that it's a problem to be more aware of the fact that you're, like, a man in a woman's situation. Like, they're clearly outnumbered, clearly uh, at the lesser power. Everyone up to the president or the uh, dean of the school is a woman. And they certainly feel, I think, in some sense weaker than a lot of the females in terms of, like, not just being outnumbered, just the strength of being able to do anything. Like, there's only really three of them, so there's no way they'd have a majority on any kind of vote. But it is it is interesting to me that they actually went there. Like, I think that's kind of nice that they acknowledge the fact that it's odd because this could easily have been mine for, like, oh, dude, chicks everywhere, which is kind of what Chris Evans' like character starts out with and I'm sure keeps up a little bit throughout the show. But, like, it is bizarre to me that that was almost played as a joke after this episode, which is nice. I mean, I thought it was going to go further into that, and I was getting a little nervous, because this whole episode is kind of, up until the end, which I kind of like it wasn't played for um, laughs, is guys feeling completely, like, weak, and how Mm -hmm. debilitating that is. And it's not to say that, like, of course they're going to feel, like, you know, the problems of being outnumbered, but, like, Fucking welcome to the world. Like, that's what it's like for the opposite sex. Like that's so- ironic yeah. that it's called the opposite sex, which I guess maybe was the point. But like it is bitterly ironic. <laughs> it really helps that they do realize the end. Hey, we should you know instead of just trying to be like feel victimized, we should actually try to participate. And that's I, yes. that's technically what they do at the end. And they yeah, I I think that's also to that point. They kind of make um, specifically Lindsay McKeon the villain. Which I think now, in the future episodes, they, they, I wouldn't say that they, they eliminate her as a villain, but they'd certainly give her more of an agenda and less of a uh, you know bottomless evilness. <laughs>
1: like it, I would say more more antagonist yeah. than villain. But in this, she sort but, of comes
0: across just like a straw man. Like, right. oh my god, that, that crazy bitch is trying to get us expelled for no reason.
1: As I was watching this, I kept thinking other thoughts, because it's kind of, it's admittedly kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> and it's ridiculous, there's a part it's where it just, slow. like, drags yeah, on. it's very slow.
0: It's so, so slow. Some of the brother okay. especially, oh my god, that dragged like, on. It
1: just kept, it kept going at points when I was like, is this still on? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's definitely like a slow premise pilot. It's like here, yeah. sure, this is all things you yeah. need to know about this it world. Could have been a half-hour comedy, but it wasn't because it was. I assumed it was. I, for the long time, I thought it was. I did too. But it's not uh, <laughs> very much. So at not. one point,
1: I was thinking about what if this was the show was opposite in that it was a all boys school allowing three girls in, and then I turned oh. into. A- it turned into a horror
0: movie in my head. Yes, yeah, what <laughs> <of my>, like, <laughs> the things like a note at the top of my page is, A bunch of boys in a girls' school is much safer than the alternative. Yeah, I the alternative like, oh my is God. they are so
1: cinematic. Yeah, that becomes sexual assault. The TV series. It just because it's yeah horrible. It's a horrifying thought, and I'm like. I had to pause the YouTube video and, like, take a
0: breath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, like, no. Because the joke here is, like, can you believe these girls are so obsessed with getting organic bits in their salad? Like, that is absurd to me that the opposite of that would be just, like, am I safe at night? <laughs> like, 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 weird stuff would like be that. Like
1: you, would, you would literally be handing rape whistles to the three girls oh, as they enter God. the school. Like, Good luck, ladies. Carry awesome. on.
0: But so, yeah. so the, the oh, three God. the three guys are first introduced as the only male students there, and it definitely dawns only on Milo for the first time. The other two are, I mean, happiest clams, smiling like, literally like well, supermodel well, wave, like, like, you
1: know. Well, Chris Chris Evans is a legacy, yes, in that which I really like.
0: I like that part of it. I mean, they didn't. It ends up being grosser for that, which we'll get into in a little bit, but. The fact that, like, they actually acknowledge the fact that, like, someone is a legacy and was, would take pride in that was nice. I'm like, that is nice. That's why I like the okay. fact that that's now, you know, that's the one of the benefits of opening up a school to men and women is that now a, a guy can go on and be a legacy to his family the well, same way a girlfriend. Oh, point about his, uh, his grossness, I appreciate how both Kyle Howard and Michael Ventimiglia are like, what's wrong with you? Like, when hey, he stories, he is, is, like, you tell your story, you're like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, the, like, right
1: here, <laughs> Right here at the beginning, he talks about a story about going to sh- going shopping when he was like six years old and being yeah. in the dressing rooms with okay, his mom. We'll and that o-
0: we'll get. Well, I have the quote oh for that. God. I'm gonna get to that. I have the whole full on quote for that because we're gonna have to really we're gonna have to talk about that because I have some problems with him. But so he gets to meet these guys. He basically only sees them, and this is kind of like that 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 Like he realizes he's in an all girl school. And, like, the camera pans out, there's, like, a million girls in the audience, and Milo, like, basically screams. And um, and so they they go running out to the, the front lawn, and the credits roll. So the credits are, like, the, probably one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> it is, like, a, a classic 2000s where it's, like, slow-mo background, 360 pan, like, almost, like, something right out of, I don't know, it, it is... It's kind of... If you want to picture a version of it, it's, like, the that 70s show Smoke Circle. But, like, the credits... Which is, I guess, what the, their credits are too, right? But like, it's like a different, like it's outdoors, and the background is like Steve Madden zooming. It's it's fantastic. Everything about it's it's amazing.
1: It's so extremely 1999. I felt like I
0: was watching a Canadian show with those. Yeah, credits. it really does yeah. come across that way. It's fantastic though. But so like
1: higher ground or something. Yeah, oh exactly. my god, higher ground. <laughs> That's exactly, what I was
0: thinking. higher ground. Yes. You dead okay, on losing. We edit the higher ground theme over <laughs> oh. these credits. The best, guys, The best, like best part personal. of this is what I think we did this for young Americans. <laughs>
1: Well, this is very momentous because the first time I was on this podcast, there were higher ground references. Thank you, Kristen.
0: Yes. (laughs) Higher ground all day long. But yeah, so so it is. I mean, to me, like one of the most absurd credit sequences I've ever seen, and it makes me kind of sick because it's like literally like zooming, and the background is like kind of static. It's almost like you know, like back in the '90s (laughs) or whatever that you use a VCR, you'd hit pause, and the, the the stuff still moved. Does that make sense? Like you hit pause and the image would kind of just like shake back and forth for a yeah, second, yeah, okay. like, a,
2: like a shuttle. Yeah, link. that's yeah. the
0: background of everybody as they're zooming through. So it kind of makes you like <laughs> motion sick, like as you're watching it. It's fantastic. I mean, it's not it's not something that sounds great as we're describing it, but I promise you, it's delightful to watch. It's very 1999 kind of style. And then uh, Milo, after the credits, meets, well, first of all, it also introduces one of the other main oh, characters so, of the I, show. I, I, I took the point out for the credits. In my notes, I'm like, it's like some luscious Jackson, Juliana Hatfield sounding shit. And I'm like, oh, it's that dog. The singer of that dog is what we were listening to. That dog is oh. garbage. <laughs> like, also, like, didn't know that dog was such a big band, and so I had to Google them and find out their other music. I was not a fan of that when I was in the 90s. I was too young, I guess. I was yeah, still obsessed with them when I was, like,
1: Yeah, (laughs) there are much better um, music cues to be had in this episode, and
0: that dog. They put all their money into like that dog reaching insane superstardom, and they just did not. (laughs) Whereas I think V.O.C. made a very safe and, and impressive bet on. To this day, if you listen to Death Cab for Cutie, you think of V.O.C. Um, So anyway, so the the Chris she apparently also likes to play a lot of Wilco. Oh, does it? A lot of Wilco, which yeah. is well, I guess very Northern California-ish. That makes sense. Yeah, it is. Um, But so so Milo meets the other guys. At, well, should we say in the credits? We also meet Alison Mac, which is amazing. Yes. So you, you, should, you should meet Alison Mac, Mac. Um, i other people. There's other couple of people. that, You really, see the McKeon more. The
1: amazing Alison Mac
0: who you might know as Chloe Sullivan from Smallville, among other things, but, um... You might. I would hope. And if you, and if you don't <laughs> Fuck fix you. your life, you fix of shit. Yeah, so so afterwards he sprawls down the lawn, like, oh my god, guys, did you know about this? And they're like, of course. And, uh, well, I do like they at first, like, play him, like, we had a right to know. They're like, of course we knew. Of course we're like, who the hell did enroll in the school without knowing something like that? And he's like, well, me, I guess. And he's just, like, horrified by it, um... And we find out that it's only three sophomores because that was the only year that was open, which I guess is supposed to be an explanation about why there were so few of them. Otherwise, there'd be more people, maybe. Um, but, because it is a prestigious school. It's definitely prestigious, but they were the only three that happened to know about it. I still think three people is a very small class to enroll, but I'm sure it's possible. Um, but it's, it's like a combination of money and also uh, dudes wanting to go to a formerly an all-girls school. And, right, right. Having said that, though, I will say that the money part of it sometimes might not be a factor because sometimes these places offer grants, so they don't tell you about that. If that's the case with any of the guys, they certainly know that Milo comes from some money based on the brother and stuff. Well, but yes, because for money, Chris Evans is too is really dumb. He sh- he only got in because of his legacy and Kyle Howard's character, like they show his family and stuff later. Yeah, he comes from money,
1: okay. and he wants to go to Ivy League and everything. Yeah, yeah. I th- I also think it might have to do with athletics because I went to a magnet school. Mm-hmm. We didn't have sports. So if you wanted to do sports in high school, you would never go to our school. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing here. Obviously, they're not going to have a football team or a basketball team because they have three boys. Yeah, They're not going to have a men's
0: football team. And I will say, like, my yeah. my mostly female school was known for college stuff, but there are certainly, I'm sure, versions of, like, you know, we, we would like to increase the male population, we'll do a scholarship thing coming on. But that's probably why they chose to have sophomores come in because it was more of, like, a test run versus having, like, open season yeah. and having 40 they're people the in pioneers,
2: yeah. they call them. Oh, fucking
0: hell. oh right. my god. But so, the three of them, like, bond over the fact that they're like, ah. And then we get, like, the introduction to Chris Evans. So Chris Evans is already... They have to be friends. Oh, yeah, they're like the three yeah. guys. And Chris Evans' character... <sighs> Alright, well, let's just get into him, because I I know that you say that he gets on by being you know, stupid in future episodes, so that's yeah, great they, to they, know. Yeah, like, he's still, like, into girls, obviously, but, like... They play it more as a, he's really, really, really dumb and pretty. I mean, that's great, but he's also trash in this episode, so we're going to have to yeah, talk he, about Yeah,
2: he's trash here.
0: So he, he describes that he got into. First of all, it makes me feel like a complete, like, old, like, lunatic because there's a point where he just. Even though I know I was young when I, was, if I, would, if I would If I had watched this live, he describes he only got in because his legacy, not because his middle school grades were good. His middle school grades were terrible. I was like, hey, Chris Evans talking about middle school is. Disgusting! Like, I did not want to hear that. Like, it makes me feel ancient, even though he's older what's than crazy, I
1: crazy. What's crazy is that Milo's the oldest of these three actors, and he looks like a toddler. He really
0: does. Like To this day, he looks, he looks, like looks the baby. youngest of the three, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. But so Chris Evans also, like, in that same breath, where he describes himself as being a legacy, like, one of the other girls who must know one of his sisters who went there comes up, they're like, Oh, hey, Chris Evans, I miss your sister. And she's like... Oh, he goes back to her, and I'm, like, literally gonna quote this almost as close as I can as possible. He says, she gave me a message that if you missed her, you should probably just have sex with me, or maybe just make out. Like, what in God's name does he think is gonna happen there? This is an older, like, at least, like, a senior, probably. The thing is, he he probably would hook up with her. But it's also, like, my God, bro, tap the brakes. Like, that is the most, like... You know, an easy way to get to hit on a girl like that is to say, "Oh, that's terrific, I'll tell her." Or maybe we could just have lunch sometime, and I'll invite her. Like something simple like that. <laughs> like real polite. Like just be be a normal human being. Like a pickup artist, you guys. No, just be a human being. <laughs> like like a person to person. I'd like to hang out with you. Let's let's set up a time and, and I meet. Mean,
1: this is the same guy that is about to make a
0: shuttle cock. Oh he makes the shovel clock joke. Don't say about something. So I mean that's
1: what I'm saying like you know you're not going to expect any kind of gentle
0: like But it's like it's like it's, almost, it's like it is like you mentioned pickup artists it is like almost like he's like not I wouldn't say he's nagging her because he's not nagging her it's just almost too overt that you're just like it blinds you for a second like she says, I miss you. your sister, tell her hello, and he says, let's have sex, basically. It was, it's crazy. He's a young man, so he's like 16, he doesn't know any better, he's a, but... He's a young man. No, but it's weird. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing for him to be, like, so obsessed with, like, being that overt in the second you meet him, basically. Like, you've only met him, like, that's his first long line, is him talking to this girl. And she smiles back at him, too. I was like, oh, good God. And then the, the, the guy's even though later on, they do kind of say, like, what the hell? At first, they're treating him like, wow, he's the smoothest guy on Earth. And it's like, no, that was awful. Like, what are you talking about? And then um, in this next next scene, they go to, I guess it's like a statistics class or something. And uh, Milo sits down with Kyle Howard. You mean the U.S. history class? Oh, the history, sorry. She starts talking about statistics. <laughs> she, they talk about statistics in the class. Sorry, I didn't know. But so they're sitting down, uh, him and Kyle Howard, and Allison Mack walks in. And he has, I mean, Kella Howard has that kind of personality in the show. He hasn't really been too introduced until I guess this is his moment to kind of shine where he is kind of the nerdy, like, outlier or something. He's not the cool Gunther Wheeler here. But he isn't, though. (laughs) But, like, he isn't. Like, in a weird way, like, yes, he is a nerd. Like, that's definitely what they're going for with him, but he's not a nerd. Like, it's hard it's a hard thing to, to take. Like
1: he's not a Steve Urkel nerd. He's not even like yes. a. He's, a he's not even nerd. like a
0: Seth Cohen nerd. Really, like he's just kind of a nerd. Like Seth he's...
1: Cohen was hardly a nerd. Exactly. I mean, That's what I'm saying. No, like a TV... no, I mean that was like a TV nerd, in that. He was a little too hot to really be a nerd.
0: But I think so. that's kind of the same thing that's happening here, even less so, because this guy is openly bragged about having sex at one point later on in next episode, so I don't think he's really a nerd either. He's just awkward. He's awkward and very, like, antisocial. I mean, he's a nerd. I'm in sexist. name only to me, but, like, it's just, it's a weird choice for them to make. But so...
1: And he's immediately
0: sexist to Alice. Oh my god, now. well, he says he's a nerd. He's like, well... Uh, she says something online that they're talking about taking the AP exam. They bring up the AP test. And she yeah, says, yeah. not going to have to take that. Which, honestly, c- comes across immediately as saying, like, clearly she took it and aced it. Like, there's, how else can you even take that? But he, of course, being a dude. Well, the teacher says it's optional, and she basically says, well, then I'm going to pretty much choose not to. But it's in Maybe I it's feel fine, like, just want to just let Allison You could take it either way. But he should not have said that out. Loud. Of course, well, yeah, not he to makes her, the and then assumption. go further on top yeah. of that. Like it was really bad. But, but she, she is just Alison Mac. So if you know a character played by Alison Mack, odds are she took it and to it. So I'm like, why are we like even pretending that she would be bad at this? But so he, he reads it as like, oh, well, I'm not going to take that because I'm already bombed the class or something. And he says, well, we could tutor you. Don't give up yet. And she just, like, fucking eye rolls, like, eight times in his face, basically. (laughs) Like, if you can picture someone just staring at someone dead-eyed, like, eye roll, eye roll, eye roll for eight times. He thinks he's being smooth. He really does. And he kind of even, like, winks at Milo, like, we're going to get this. And Milo's like, uh, all right. (laughs) And they just kind of sit there awkwardly.
1: And then she goes on to kick their asses at that which
0: oh was pretty great, but so um, <laughs> later on, so um, Milo he goes over to sit on the west lawn as they describe, and Chris Evans is like whoa that's for older students, and then he he's trying to get there because Miranda, Miranda Mills, Mills was which also there. the name Miranda Mills we didn't get into <sighs> is terrible. Like Miranda Mills, here's the thing, sounds like a
2: serial I, killer. Obviously,
0: going into the show, like I, I knew there were going to be like you know the main like the the love interest is he's supposed to be like he's like he fantasizes about her basically right. like the perfect girl. I don't want to go into the show and be like, "Oh, she's going to be like the Marissa Cooper, the Lana Lang." I just like I I I want to go in with an open mind. But no. then she turns out to be trash. She's really bad and like a really bad actress. No offense to the lady that played her. Well, I found her she terrible. Was also, she was Charlie's love interest in D three, the Mighty Ducks, and she had like the same like kind of Vacon, the sanctimonious vacant, sanctimonious thing expression. in that. Uh, she was terrible there. She too. just uh, this
1: just, it's, this is uh the last thing she ever acted I'm not in, surprised and I can't imagine why. I'm not
0: surprised well in this moment while he's he's ogling her Chris Evans is honestly, like honestly she probably should have kept acting just because it like she probably could have just struck it big like the rest of like the people I mean they all they'll be good off of this there's, part, there's hardly anybody here besides her who didn't stop acting Who uh, did stop acting uh, but, so, she's, she's, um, sitting off the lawn, still got the guitar fully in place for no reason, and Chris Evans gives him, like, some shit about, like, you know, Ugly her, like, you're in love with her, aren't you? <laughs> it's just, it's true, he is. And, um... He tries to, like, play, play it cool, because he's sworn off girls. Yeah, you know, this is the moment where we get the Chris Evans line about yes. his mom. And this is, like, straight up, like, maybe one of the creepiest things we've ever heard Again. on this podcast, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Tyler Howard asked, replies, you were, like, six, who are you? <laughs> yeah, but also yeah. just like, what? Like, what do we just listen to? This sounds like a weird confessional moment for the people that wrote this. Like, what a weird specific to include. Like, it's weird. So he says, almost. I mean, I'm again, I'm trying to record it, I'm trying to get it right the first time. But um, he says, when I was little, my mom used to take me into the dressing room with her, and ugh, guys, I loved it. And then he obviously not talking about his mom being naked, but I think he's talking about the other women. And he goes on to basically describe how he would openly, like, like, like ogle the women in the dressing room kind of thing. Like, he didn't get into, like, the specifics of, like, what he was doing there besides just going in with her. But it really implies, like, he was just, oh, yeah, I was a peeping Tom. It was great. Like, it was really weird for him to, like, divulge openly in front of them. Like, ugh. And then, like... Like, dude...
1: Like, dude, I literally just met you an hour ago. Why are you
0: telling this? And I think this this is my biggest problem, and I can probably crush this part of it now instead of having to bring it up later on because it kind of, it drags on a couple other times, but this is where I think he gets his creepiest. He peaks right here. Because what I had a hard time with him is that he is a legacy of a school that is an all-women's school. So it's a creepy premise that you have someone who's utilizing their ability to move about women in order to prey on them. So basically, the fact that he had women, like, a lot of sisters and a mother who's close with, and then went to a school and, like, knew the people at the school based through them, and he's using that as, like, a system to pull dates from and, like, hit on people, like, it just... You would hope that someone who's directly, like, involved in a lot of women's lives would know better than to basically harass them in the same way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if anyone would yeah. be attuned to their... Their, their struggle or something, you'd hope it'd be somebody who's, like, very, very directly has influence from women in charge, and he did not. It makes you wonder what his father's like. Yeah! Or, like, like what he's not telling you openly on the, the green at school. Like, if he's volunteering, then he just basically used to go into a, a women's dressing room and, like, stare at other women. Like, that's just, like, it's like a daytime comment to make. Like, it's not, like, something they made a, a comment on, he's like, six drinks to the wind or something. Like, he's just, like, proud of it, bragging, like, what's it could always have ended up being, like, one of those things that he was just, like, embellishing, just trying to sound cool, because... <laughs> and then they were like, well, that's just too much. That's but way yeah, too yeah. much. They do also... And there's also... There's a moment... I wanted to give it, but maybe I'll give it later. There's a moment where Milo just shakes his head at him. <laughs> my notes are just, like, me too. <laughs> like... like, And I say that, like, a true, like, shakes his head. Just, like, shakes. Like, oh my god. Like, what did I get myself into? And that's kind of where you're like, okay, he's feeling the pressure that he doesn't like being here with all these girls and he doesn't like the only other guys that are there. He's kind of you know hates just hates a there. hates in the school. Yeah, he's he's between a rock and a hard place. Like this is it. Like if this is his only option, he's really starting to second guess what he has. So then we get on to gym class. And then a gym a man's class domain literally uh. beats his chest, which was really gross. And he's that and then we even get like another like it's it's like chewing up the scenery ad nauseum. So he, he comes over, he's like, shuttlecock anyone? Like, wing wink, wink. That's then, not even a good joke, Chris Evans. I mean, the thing is, it's almost like he's doing too good of a job portraying young white guys in America because it's like, I, I hated this person in high school. I hate him now. <laughs> I don't want to see this on a TV screen. But I think he... uh, part of why they eventually just make his character just mostly dumb
2: mm-hmm. is
0: because Back here, ago? in this version, he's kind of like, he is kind of antagonistic, not a guy you would want to root for. And in the later episodes, they make the military school guys more like those, like, D-backs. Neanderthal douchebags. Yeah.
2: So We're, you don't I need him to do now, that.
0: In this version of him... He would have been like, "Oh, they get me. Let me like help, they're they're gonna help me figure out a way to like manipulate all these women for our benefit." Like, it's a really creepy.
1: Yeah, I can definitely <laughs> see because you said it, it changes some in the later episodes that where you would watch this pilot and as a network be like, "You might want to tone that one down a bit." The, the,
2: yeah. like the
0: actual se- sexual predator that we have yeah. on the main cast exactly. may need to take yeah. a couple steps back. But so he they, they go to gym class. Um, Allison Mack absolutely crushes Milo Ventimiglia at Batman, and- Like just.
1: Thoroughly as the, cu- as the cake cover of Perhaps, cake soundtrack, Perhaps, perhaps. Which, I loved of it. of course, oh, amazing. Perhaps, Perhaps,
0: Perhaps, and we also have Rena Sofer in this episode. Oh, yes, Rena Sofer. the coupling US PTSD. She is uh, fantastic. <laughs> but, like, I was at least happy they played a better cover of Perhaps, Perhaps, Perhaps than Lindsay Price's cover, so. Well, I did well, like Rena Sofer. Rina Sofer was not the problem with Yeah, she was, not, she was She's not the problem. the only problem highlight. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't.
1: I never saw coupling. Uh, but God bless you. I, when they when they brought in Rena Sofer, my first thought was. Oh, that's like, his mother, like, then his
0: sister-in-law. Later, because on heroes, yeah. <laughs> I'm your own staff. Well, yeah, I was, I was gonna to say I was. I thought you were making a joke because I'm like, no, literally, she was. That's Peter Petrelli's yeah, sister-in-law. sister-in-law. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's really weird to see her there as a love interest for him because it's just a whole other level of weirdness. But it's not really a love interest for him? Well, he has a crush on her, and she like he has like a fantasy about her. Like I would say it's a love it. It's not someone that he's gonna actually. Think, up with. I assume if you're a straight dude in high school and Rena Sofer is one of your. Teachers, well, I feel like you have a crush on her. But like, yeah, then scary. there is a moment later on where she like puts the note in his locker, so he thinks that she is maybe gonna hit on him. Like, it's like there is like <laughs> a, a is, I, I, just, okay, I just keep thinking of the guitar. Yeah, it, it, there is a sustained plot where like he's like, maybe I'm gonna get with this lady. And there's another plot in the next episode. We'll we'll briefly mention that there's a couple moments where it, it's very male fantasy ish and it's very gross. Those are the, the lower points. Yeah, literally points the, the
1: very next moment after the
0: badminton. <sighs> My yeah. god. But
2: so he Another, believes, great, another <laughs>
1: great bit of music.
0: This is an example of like. Yes! You know what scene. Good.
1: I mean, ain't nothing but a she thing, you guys. Ain't nothing but a she thing.
0: This, so this scene, though, as creepy as it was, I did actually kind of enjoy it. Like, this is more of what I wanted from this show. Like, it Of was course more you of
1: enjoyed it. They were playing Salt and Pepper. I'm never. But so. <laughs> they, could but any, like, they could play anything in front of Salt and Pepper, and you'd be like, this is great.
2: But it's, it's
0: so like it's played so i think Milo Ventimiglia really does a great job with it really it's a lot of physicalness where he has to basically like gym class is over they blow the whistle and like like any gym class like it's like a a wave of bodies like pushes out of the gym to the locker room and he kind of just gets caught up in it like and i wouldn't even say like it's like he was trying to fight against it he just you know, like, when Jim's class is over, and especially if you've been to public school, you're going to go with where all the bodies go, and he wasn't really thinking it through, so he ends you, up pushing... You,
2: you follow the herd.
0: Yeah, he, like... he gets pushed right into the girls' locker room, and they're just they're just taking their shirts off. Their... I mean, it's a girls' locker room. And he's just like, what? And I think he's just <laughs> truly, like, like, actually galled, and he didn't anticipate this happening. And then, um... I think it's like a like a coach comes in and finally None no, of the girls even notice him because he is Marla Ventimiglia in the nineties, so he's got like these beautifully androgynous lip like, clothes. <laughs> Spoiler for later in the episode, he, he, he's a very pretty girl. Oh my God, beautiful girl. Yeah, so it's it's not a surprise that he sometimes, I guess, can blend in in that respect. But so, he is just sort of, like, one amongst the herd, and then his coach comes up and just gets, like, basically scared like, get the fuck out of here. Like, blows the whistle, throws him physically out of the room, which I appreciated her doing. She was just, like, get out. And just, the girls all start screaming. To Milo's feminine qualities. Uh, An episode I was watching, Lindsay McKeon literally says he looks like one of the lesbians from Indigo Girls. (laughs) (laughs) He does. But, so, there's a great, there's a moment, though, where he just sort of says to her, I thought it was a fantasy sequence. <laughs> like, it, it is, I think it's very sweet. Like, I think that's that's more of what I would have liked out of a show like this. Like It's like the opposite if it had been Chris Evans in the scene. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, it's truly, he didn't mean it maliciously. I mean, there is a moment where he does kind of, like, that creepy gazey bit where he just sort of, like, almost, like, licks his lips, like, whoa. But, like. You can see, like, he's more shocked than anyone that he just happen. like, he's like, this happened. Like, like just happened? Because I think even there's a moment when he's getting pushed in where he's like, am I supposed to be? And they're just like, go! <laughs> and he's like, all right! And I don't think he is. It's darling. He's very small, too, which I think helps his character come across as less threatening. Because even, like, Chris Evans, who... We're describing Chris Evans, you might be picturing Captain America. He is no. not Captain America. He looks His, even smaller and, and scrawnier than pre Cap Steve Rogers in Raw. Because that is, yeah. like, terrifying. <laughs> I mean, he's,
1: he's taller than, like, Skinny Steve, but he is Oh, uh, by scrawny.
0: a little bit, but he is more scrawny, I would say, or as scrawny. He's very very thin in this. It's like, very much he, before he, he was obviously to worked do much. out
1: quite a bit between
0: this and not another teen movie. He worked out a bit between this and skin. I don't know when that was, and he's barely yeah. even in that. Yeah. Like he's huge. He in had that. terrible hair there, but at least he looked like more like an adult. <laughs> yeah, I mean he has like some weight to him. I think he just hit puberty around right now. But so he—that's all I'm saying—is like if you're picturing a version of him that's ripped, it's just not even there. It's just they a small person. They all look so tiny. They really do. Yeah, they all look even Milo. Milo is someone who's been pretty small most of his career. Like, he's not, I wouldn't say, like, a hulking guy, but he definitely got way thicker by by heroes, and definitely more adult looking by Gilmore Girls. But so, they, they all get, he gets kicked out. It's, it's delightful. Um, and he, um, he goes into the boys' locker room, which is just the janitor's repurposed closet, and uh, Chris Evans, again, like I said, looks like a pre-captain Steve, and they are all sitting there just kind of like, meh, like, like, fuck this, we're stuck at this stupid, like, like, which is, like, like a sham is a valid locker com-
2: room. Like, the complaints
0: that they come up with for, like, the petition thing, like, they're, they're valid complaints. I mean, yes, they are, but, like, it's a weird way to frame them. I think that's more the writing's problem than it is like, the girls' problems. Like, I don't know why they would have choo- chosen to make them... Like, they, they almost gave them these... these like, they wanted the, the guys to look like the victims, basically. Which is, like, they're such a petty arguments, but they are fixable arguments. Like, why would you put the guys in a... Like, just yeah. give, well, them an, give them an extra few lockers, and then the just have them is, change in a bathroom. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's weird. Yeah, the locker thing, at least they show... The cafeteria thing, they never actually show... Like, you just have to mention the salad earlier, and then, like... But yeah, well, that was stupid. It's, that was to me. It was also stupid. Where they're like, "I wish I had like a, a full meal for growing men." Like I was like, "Oh, oh. <laughs> I, was like, I don't I, want like, that." They're teenagers. They they really like they do need a full meal but for like, growing that's men. Not what though serving at the that's not the only thing they're serving is salad. I, organic I guess salad. I think the person that my been like. Oh, that's ridiculous. To yeah. Me. Well, then that's just unhealthy for everybody. Like, that's not even a guy issue. That's just saying we should all get better food. (laughs) Because there's no way that even growing girls should be only eating kale salad. Like, that's not good for them. Not every day of the week. Should I don't that be think the they said thing. kale. I don't think they ever said kale. Well, regardless of that, like just organic salad is not something that you're eating every single day of the week. That's too much. Like it's nothing. It's been everything in moderation. That's all I mean. But so they go to these lockers, and then later on they go to the regular lockers, and someone and he gets, has, uh, well, uh, Milo gets mad at them for hovering, and he's just like, like well, "What are they gonna do? Because they they're the only three people. only three guys it's probably the three most recent students like why are you shocked by that but so instead he's like he's anointed them for hovering and someone has left like a little like I guess you'd call it like a scroll like it's a rolled up piece of paper that has candy, yeah, and like has like a little. You would claim it to be a love note, but he really reads into it. We'll get into that in a second. I, I, it's, a, it's a secret admirer note. From, I do a, love. I do from, love from the scene. Here. But so in this scene, it's it's a little like secret admirer note, and he re- and he looks at the two guys, and he it's basically like a scene out of Greece where they're like, he's like, Are you messing with me, Riz? Like he's like, you guys. Didn't, <laughs> you guys, didn't, you guys this to me, and it's like, I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, like, this is, it, it felt so dumb, like, this whole, like, secret admirer plot was pointless, like, I know why we get it, especially by the end of the episode, but it felt so, like, contrived in a way that I did not need this early into a show, it should have been, like, episode four or something, you know, like, it did not need to be the pilot, but so he he, he reads this note, I feel like it needs to, be in this pilot, that way we can get to just how terrible the, the certain I mean, it helps, it helps, is. yeah, in that sense. From, like, right so, up front, you know? so the note is so trash, <laughs> you should have known it was her, but how <laughs> vacant <laughs> of expression it is. But so, it says, Steve McKeon. it says, dear say, you, yeah, well, first he reads out the note, It says, I'm paraphrasing, but it basically says, dear you, I know you're not excited to be here, but I for one am thrilled you are. Period. That's it. That's all. The no fucking yeah. sense. It's stupid as hell. It makes no sense. And then uh, he he like kind of just like spaces out, and then that moment bumps into what well, we find <laughs> out is just a random girl at first. And he says, "Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you." And she says, she, "This is like classic Lindsay McKean in this episode." She she turns around in apology for him bumping in her and saying, "Sorry, I didn't mean to see, I didn't see you there or something." And she goes, "Well, you should apologize for ruining the school and tradition." <laughs> and she's like, yes. "My grandmother, mother, and myself have all struggled to uphold this tradition, and you think as a man you have the right to manifest destiny to come in and to destroy a yes. left back yeah. of femininity around?" And then it's like. I, I don't even understand. I was like, praised this girl. I'm like, I didn't even know who she was at this point because I had barely paid attention before. And I'm like, oh, it's Lindsay McCann. And he's like, and then he tried to say, like, no, let me tell you something. And, and like, he's like, die. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't get. Th- and they like play it like, oh man, he fucking got her. And it's like, no, she trashed you and you need to walk away with your head down. But he feel like he got the last word. It was like, ooh. And so. He walks across the street, and some random dude in his car beeps and harasses him off the street, which is, like, if anything... Oh, the girl says he wants a kiss. I'm like, what if he had just, like, gone for the kiss? That's, what what was, that's my other note, too. That's I was like, I wish ticket. she had gone over there. It would have been great. And then, like, also, a couple things here. One, the girls all giggle at him. Obviously, this is the '90s, '2000s. that's probably more likely to happen, but I would hope that in, in other—I mean, personally, I find that kind of stuff ugly. And if I had seen that on the street, I would have been like, ugh. Yeah. But I know there are girls that would find that funny. If anything, though, I would think that the like an all girls school, they'd be a little bit more understanding of being. I would all be like Lindsay McKeon. Yeah, like go fuck yourself. Like, if Lindsay McKeon was there, she might have laughed because she hates Milo, but she would not have laughed in the sense <laughs> that like he was basically like catcalling her from the car. But so, and he, he's wearing, like, a prep uniform or something, or something, yeah, he's, you he's could tell. he's like the military school. The military school, and he's, yeah. like, very, like, rude, basically. And Milo's about to say something, like, ugh, fuck this guy, and then he sees, oh my god, Miranda Mills just stepped into his car, <laughs> and he's like, no! And so, obviously, he, he assumes that Miranda is now dating this creep, and he feels like he's absolutely hopeless at the school, he's done with it, and he goes home. It, and he, i should have my notes he angrily bikes home <laughs> like he It pictures someone on a bike just going like ur, 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 with his legs like it's terrible making those aggressive sounds it really was like the oh. legs are like boom 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 and it is terrible and he goes home to his dad and basically just yells like dad i'm never going back it was the worst
1: well he sees the kid from the military school which by the way is ricky Lippman from Not Another Teen Movie.
0: <laughs> I know. I saw the same. Thing. I was like, Oh my god! Yeah. Everyone has been in everything. We'll get into yeah, more of this as we go Man. along. So but sees, everyone's like, been in everything.
1: Yeah, he sees him coming home from military school. Like he lives
0: across the street, and then he's like, "Why didn't
1: you tell me about the military school?"
0: I'm like, "That's a better option." How? Like, and the dad's like, "Oh, but like, what, what?" Also, the dad Ted Bannicky, if you want to know who he is. but, yeah. Like weird, weird point of like contention for the dad to be kind of like all right, well, let's go look at the military school. I'm like, what a nice guy. I'm like, honestly, what is the issue here? I'm like, this seems like such a champagne problem situation where it's like, ugh, this nice private school's not as nice as the other private school. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. You would think that not going to military school is going to be the winner every time, but I guess in this case it's not. So he um, he tells his dad, that like, I need to go somewhere else, and dad's like, okay, well, think about it. And they're still unpacking, which I found to be really, like, such a... I don't know how to say it. Like, it was like a, it was such a contrived situation where they're unpacking stuff and he can't find the drinking glasses yet, so he's like, you have a choice between a blender and a vase, and he's like, I'll take the blender. So he's, like, drinking water out of a blender. It was so stupid. I was like, I mean, it, it came across, like, just, like these stupid guys, like, I'm not surprised by anything. I'm not surprised either, but it was just, it was so I'm not contrived. surprised his dad fucked up with the school. I'm not surprised they haven't unpacked <laughs> properly. No,
1: the surprising thing is that his mom has been dead for ten years. <laughs> like, if his mom had just died and the dad was like, "I don't know how to do mom things," you'd be like, "All right, fine." Exactly. But ten that makes years. Sense. 10, this, ten years is
0: a, a long time. time. And also, the, like the dad is also that his dad just works nonstop. That's why he got a, like a high-paying job. Right, and I get that. Like, I understand that dad has. He flaws, has his brother to take care of him mostly, and. But the other thing I had a hard time about the scene is that he's drinking water out of the faucet. The father's like, hey, "Hey, don't do that." Here, have a blender or a vase. Like, it was just like, oh, all this wacky family has the weirdest thing. Like, it, it was stupid. And he, the dad was just like, oh, Evergreen's a great school. And then he realizes, like, <laughs> okay, I actually do know that this is actually, you know, an all-girls school. So it's my fault in, in in penance for that, I'll take you to the military school. And the dad, lovely, they have a heart-to-heart. He takes them to the military school and they go on a tour and it's very nice. And they go to the, the, the military school, and this is where, up until this point, Milo Ventimiglia's been a pretty, I would say, like, average guy, and this is where he becomes, like, douche central or something. I don't, I don't know. He became douche central! Oh, he I hated this th- scene. I hated this scene. Look, <laughs> like, maybe it's because he was being an asshole of me, but, like. He, he, he wasn't, he, like, full Jess Mariano. He pointed out something that should be pointed out in a school. I mean, it was such yeah. an arbitrary thing to point he, out. Though. He even asked to sit in in the class; like he actively wanted to be there. That's why I don't know why he then turned and like called us. That it was weird. Anyway, because
2: well, we're like... <laughs> like, here still, it's quit um, it, so I'm get into it. it.
0: So he's, he, he agrees to audit a class, mostly because he wants to get out of his... He goes to the military school, he the guy's nice.
2: to audit a class. Like, it's he not it forced upon They go, they go on court. a
0: tour, he sees a class that's going on. He, I think he's also just kind of over his dad being there, so he's like, let me just audit this class, and you can leave. He's like, okay. So he goes in and sits in a class. He's wearing his normal civilian dress. Everybody else is in their uniforms.
2: And this we also have, after they learn that, like, it's a very
0: high-athletic school and, like, has basically nothing about academics, really. Right, which is, I mean, you would sometimes maybe even expect of a. That's kind of, I would say, like comparable to most military schools. Um, so he he sits down, and there's a. I would say he's like a drill sergeant, but he, you he's don't really colonel, know what he does. Colonel, he's portrayed as a colonel. Yeah, and he's definitely the, uh, the teacher an intense is, dude. Is um
1: the teacher is Frank from ER?
0: Yes, it's weird. And so <laughs> yeah. he he's like walk everyone every single person in this show has been in something. It's crazy. Yeah. So he's he's walking up and down the line, like, like aggressively just handing out little, little books, and he says, we're going to be reading Heart of Darkness. This is a novel based on, and then Milo calls out, it's actually a novella. And well, he no, just, here's what he calls out. So the girl says, for the entire semester, we're going to be reading Heart of Darkness. Then we're going to watch Apocalypse Now, the movie based on the novel. That's when Milo brings up that it's a novella.
1: Well, and he's kind of saying, he's also saying that you're going to spend it, the entire semester on a novella. Like a yeah, not-
0: simple question.
1: And I, I, know I know Apocalypse Now is a very long movie, but you don't need an entire semester to read Heart of Darkness and watch I Apocalypse Now. I think the now.
0: implication there is that the guys are going to have a hard time reading it if they don't take the full semester. To me is what I took that ass, which I probably yeah. mean I for me to say. I don't think he cared say. about how stupid the guys are. I just <laughs> think he cared incredible. about that.
1: That's a pretty weak ass education if you're going to spend the whole semester on it. But like, Not even isn't one that the book.
0: kind of thing you talk about after you leave the class? Like, why are you like calling out in the middle of class? And the guys like, we only speak when spoken to, spoken to and, and called upon. Which here. is a terrible way to, t- to do education. And, like, no, you, I don't you, think it's that bad. You raise your hand. Uh, he didn't. He didn't raise. You didn't call Neither see nor heard is basically <laughs> what you're saying, Laura. No, no, no. When you need to say something, you raise your hand. I don't know why he needed to call out the first time, and then proceed to continue to call out, and then basically, like, he like a call a dude out. I, uh, asked him when he I said mean, it's novella. That part I get, and then he also just, like, he goes into it, like, uh, and he's like, I've made a huge mistake. You guys have a fantastic time continuing your fascist teaching techniques and your white hot learning pages. I was like, what the hell? He gets up and walks out of the classroom. He could have just said excuse me. Like, he just leave. Just... Leave. He just needed to get that like last dig in. Like I just, I felt that was very Jess Mariano almost in a weird way. Like oh my god, we get it. Except You're an intellectual. For here he was actually right. He was right. I mean, in that sense, he was definitely right. But I just found it was so rude in a in weird way. way see, later in the uh, just in the series of the. Uh the military is. <laughs> they really need a, They really need an education. Yeah, and I think the problem for me is more just that, like, to me, I would never do that in school. So, like, I was just like, wow, this is so out of line. Like, I would never walk into a classroom if and act if I were just reading one novella and had to watch the movie for a semester in school, I would definitely do that. But I would go home, tell my dad that, and say, never mind, we're not going there. Like, why do that in the middle of the classroom? Or just get up and leave? Like, like, excuse yourself to the bathroom. You're only audited in the class. He didn't sign up that day. I don't know. I just, like, There's a million different better ways to deal with it than cause a scene on your first second in there and then like, disrupt this dude's class. It's clearly working for these people that are in the classroom. I know that you need more education in future episodes. So that probably would have been a little more important. It just felt like such a weird diversion. His,
1: his mother died ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so my mother's still oh alive and I
0: would have caused a scene too. <laughs> I just, if apparently I not. pointing out that a novel is not a novel is causing a scene, and also that that's ridiculous for one entire semester, then I would yes, I would be acting out. I mean, the guy does <laughs> the guy the, the teacher definitely overreacts to the to, to, to hearing that, but that's also it's military school, bro. You wanted to go there? What did you expect? Half of military school is guys that got kicked out of other schools and need some form of like you know authority. Like I'm not saying that this is a good well, education. The other half. We shouldn't have to cater. In no, fact, no, I agree. It vigorous
2: because. No, of
0: that. I completely agree. But I'm I just really, like. For him to be uh, shocked at how small the school is, especially after the guy said the, their version of an academic is them watching Jeopardy episodes, mm-hmm. like, he should have read the writing on the wall at that point.
1: I, like, I'm really, like, I was really kind of flattened by the fact that public school is never even an option.
0: Like, it's, it's, mu- brings, it's an hour okay. away by bus. It's like, that's not even that long. That's how some I people's commutes think- are to work. I think- like,. That's I don't even buy that
1: either. I don't buy that either. Because it's Northern California, come on. Yeah,
0: so like, like, where's the, the city there? of Northern California, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, city of, <laughs> the of Northern
1: California. California. Oh city
0: of Northern California.
1: But, like, it's never even, but like, like... where
0: do they live that it's that far out? Like, How could the father have a job there if it's that remote? You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah, I don't buy It's it. not like the father's, like, a farmer and he, like, bought the farm or something. Like, it's literally just, like, I moved I to mean, the city for this great new has job. Obviously, enough... Like, it has... Just enough room for, you know, like, private institutions, but the public, they we want to keep the riffraff out, obviously. <laughs> Jesus. But so, so he... he I, I didn't make this town. This is... <laughs> was, the obvious connotations of having only, like, a private school and a military school no, in I town. No, it's just... It's, you it's really it's, want it's a certain type of people it's around. Ridiculous. But so I, he... He walks home <laughs> to find his brother having sex in his bed, which the scene was hard for me to realize like what was happening at first because I didn't realize oh, obviously it's the brother Laura was confused by a scene. I <laughs>
1: was like how Laura, how did you not know they were like the grossest sex noises coming from No her? no no no
0: no no I just didn't know who it was at first. That was the father and then I was you like, "What?" it? <laughs> no, I did, but they didn't show the back at first. I was like, ugh <laughs> I was mostly just grossed out because I didn't hear see coming. And so he well, literally. <laughs> well neither so, did she because they were interrupted. Yeah. But so he he walks in and then like later on they like have a little like tip as he like the brother like excuses himself from the from the girl he brought home and he's like, Oh, I didn't know you were gonna be home He's like, You have already nailed a chicken there It was like, ugh. Uh, it was like I didn't like him before and now like it's really starting to spiral, so it's like Milo, stop. It's <laughs> like what are you doing? And uh, because, again, this is like the Ryan Atwood syndrome where you have somebody who's got a tough upbringing, even though he doesn't in this case, but what are you talking like, about right no, now. No 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 sorry. Do you want so to my, like backtrack that and pretend it in a that? No, 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 to no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 and you're overwhelmed and you want to leave and go back to what you're used to. Fine, whatever, but, like... That's literally any other Fish Out of water thing. right Atwood is, like, the most extreme version of that. Right, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm my go-to, but regardless of that. Like, but any Fish like Out of he water. Was
1: to, I think like what he was used to was probably just poverty. another private school with more boys.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. But so, like private school there, too. Regardless of that, it just seems like he's, like, having the roughest day of all, and it's really not that big a deal. He's overreacting to the extreme, whereas at least at in the, other that situations... Place, I mean, brother was it, fucking in his bed. I mean,
1: I it mean, is kind of... I mean, it is definitely hashtag first-world problems, but hashtag white people problems.
0: But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's still gross regardless. It's just, like, the brother shouldn't have done that, but it's just... it's He was already just like, ugh, and then he's, like, talking about, like, oh, man, I've only been here a week, and you've already nailed a chicken there. And... The brother then goes on to describe... Well, he, the brother brings him back to school eventually or something. I forget what the situation is, where he says, Why are you so upset about these girls being there? I've got three words for you. Take advantage. I was like, oh my god, you're going to Stanford and you're saying shit like that? Like, yikes. He seems like he's from the military school or something. But so he says... Um, He's like, you know, that's what you're supposed to be there for, is to hook up with girls. And the, the date who's with him is just like, what the fuck did I get yeah. into? She's, like, eyeing him, like, oh my god. And so he goes back to school, and this is where it becomes... Like, the spiral has been going on this whole time, and this is where it, like, hits the drain. And he, he walks in with two Raina Silver, and he... It was like a mandatory therapy session with a counselor. This is the only episode it looks like she's even in. So immediately that was scrapped. So, he's no, just they fogged. do have a, they have a counselor after that though. Oh, Okay, good. So somebody yeah. else takes over. Which oh, why? She just got, didn't get the part anymore. Like it's so uh, weird. What? Let's see. She she probably was on something else. Honestly, okay, I mean, it was coupling us. I don't know. <laughs> God but no. So, uh, but so he he goes into this mandatory therapy session, and she says like, okay. But she was on Ed at the same time. Oh, uh, okay. oh, that's oh, a better choice. Better choice. Yeah. So he so he sits in there, and he says like, well, what's this even about? I don't get it. And then she's like, well, this is about advice. I mean you know i'm trying to help you be a better student be better fit in here better she's here basically to help the transition she's what he needs in this situation basically she's describing like you need someone to talk to you about like the transition in a way that nobody in your support system is doing right now and so he says, well, "What's with all this advice lately? Everyone's giving me advice, and I'm still totally screwed up." And he's like, "Ugh!" And then he says, "Like, I just wanted to fit the in swan here." This okay? one hit me. Yeah, this one hit me. Uh, Why did you drop out of Yale? All right, so, I can always think of that. So, um, uh, so he says, "I just wanted to fit in here." Okay, I've always had friends, but I've always been different. I'm like, well, this is the first time we've heard about this different thing. He seemed like a completely average person up until this one. Maybe he didn't used to be completely average. <laughs> and he's like a Peter Petrelli thing all over again. And then so he's like, after my mom died, I didn't fit it anywhere. Dads don't bring cupcakes to your class on your birthday and know all your friends' names and all the parents' names and stuff. I was like, what? I was like, I can't. Good- a good
1: dad would, but your I was shitty like, dad does My
0: notes here yeah, are just like, "What are you fucking talking about?" I'm like, I know this is now, this is 2000, so it's definitely a dated point of view. But but like, there there are some 1999 families 1999. Given when it was filmed, let's say it's 1999. Right, but so I'm like, there are families now that are that are two dads that do that just very successfully. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this is lunatic speaking. I was like, yes, the dad can do that. That means he's a shitty dad if that's the case, or he's just not capable I mean, of those this things. Is, again, this is like 17 years later. This is and nearly 20 like, years God. later. And also, oh like, why God, is it, your
1: it's 17 years? Oh yeah. My God. Yeah.
0: I just realized how old I am. <laughs> Mortality! Whoa, oh t- Mortality! But so, but the thing I is, like, gonna, I think I'm gonna pass out, literally. I love it. But like, like, of all the shows and the situations to bring that to bear, oh man, it's a, it's a, a rage, a rage speech by Milo Ventimiglia in the 2000 slash 1999 show. But so he, he, he says this, like, like, why dad didn't bring cupcakes to class or, or on your birthday. Or just let like, him know his friends' names, honestly. Look, like, look, I get your dad isn't the same person as your mom. That's fine. But no one can be everything to you. Like, that's, like, human life. like can doesn't seem to be anything to him. But also, like, he is giving him a good education. He dropped where he was taking him at the, at the, the, the minute he said he didn't want to go there and took him to a different school. Like, he is trying to provide for him. He's almost well, like college age. Things, so. I mean, he's almost college age. Like, he'll be out of school soon. Like, if he can make it two years, and he's so brilliant, he'll be able to, like, even maybe make it quicker. Like, I I, I think it's tough to, to lay all this at your dad's feet. Like, some of this you have to just accept the fact that, like, your mom's dead. And she's not going to make you cupcakes anymore. Like I don't know that you should expect your dad to pick up the baton.
1: To be be fair, his dad is Christopher Cousins, who has played worse dads. Oh, much worse dads
0: than this. (laughs) My God! I mean, Jesus Christ! I'm thinking about the scene. I do appreciate that. Like he opens up pretty well. Like we don't have to, like deal with a whole bunch of like I don't want to talk about it. Blah 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 blah. But that's what the like, struggle. that's a struggle for me is it's like, why is it this late in the episode? This should have been earlier. I mean, that's the point of the episode, writing an episode. But you gotta I mean, no the structure more. Of, I know, but it's just like oh, uh, it's, it's so... because this episode
1: is seven hours long. I <laughs> know that's probably part
0: of it. It's like he goes to a whole Podcast different episode. Definitely is. But like why? <laughs> but why does he go to a whole separate school before he even talks to a counselor? Like that should have been like, the first day, first thing you talk to is, is to see her, you know? Like, I don't know why that was, like, so late in the, the school year decision thing, even though it's, like, yeah, what you mean? Two. I think that the onboarding should have happened after the uh, orientation. He should have gone right to the onboarding part with her and talked to her about the transition. I don't think he should have gone to any of the rest of the day's classes. All that stuff should have been I, I guess it makes sense to see, like, how is he doing, like, within this new world first, of, oh, of, like, for sure, this new world. Yeah. Exactly. Like, even just to tell you that, like, to me, in my example of, like, even the college, they explain to you, like, the rules of the school, he didn't seem to get any kind of orientation beyond welcome. Chris right, like Chris Evans is like, you don't sit there, these are the babes you hit on, it's cool. Like, that's that's the orientation he gets for this entire school, of course thing is, Chris Evans belongs, <laughs> like, in this episode, he belongs on Safe by the Bell, hanging he out really with Slater does. and Zach. Lindsay McKeon. <laughs> but so he, he, like, he comes across as a little extra whiny in this scene, just because I think he he's already having a hard time, and he just needs to rail against something. And Rita Stafford does a good job, like, she kind of lets him talk about it, but I'm still just sitting here, like, what are you talking about? And he just says, I just wanted to come here and not be that guy whose mom died when he was five. And it's like, look, at that point when I found out his mom was dead at five, I, like, kind of lost my mind. Because, okay... I understand, like, obviously the people you grew up with are probably going to think about that occasionally because they probably knew your mom too when they were younger. But, like, it's been since you were five. That means you've gone to two separate schools since then. If you're telling me that's, like, your number one quality that people are talking about, like, oh, that Milo Ventimiglia kid, his mom died when he was five. That means, like, either you're always talking about it and it's, like, a major issue for you and you need to get over that, like, see therapy. Or... Your friends are assholes. <laughs> leave, that go. Like, what are they doing bringing that up to you, like, 14 years later? Remember when your mom died? Like, it's, like, a weird point of contention for him to have is that I don't want to be that guy whose mom died when he was five. I think he just it projects that, that people think that about him when clearly no one would ever think. It's been 15 years at least since that happened, or a little less than that, but, like, it's, it's a long time. 10, 12, depending on how old he is, seventeen, sixteen. But so he... And he's like, but nobody asked me. Like, I just came here against my will.
1: Which I and get then, being upset about that. That's, yeah.
0: That makes sense to me. That's, that's great. Although the dad did ask him if he wanted to go back. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused about that a little bit. But he certainly does have less of, less um autonomy than you would like in that situation. Although
1: this, this whole scene leads to probably the worst line in the episode, or one of the worst lines, which is when he says to her, you're a female, I'm assuming...
0: Oh, what was that? I just thought it was some decent trans awareness in the episode. My other comment here is... Way, they were way ahead of the time.
1: Okay, so my other
0: my next note here is, I'm new I'm new here too, which is what Randy so says back to him. And he's like, well, it's got to be a little easier for you. I mean, I'm assuming you're a female. And I'm like, No, you're a female. I mean, I'm, I'm, like, assuming. I'm, I'm
2: assuming.
1: i
0: mean, is this, like, weirdly progressive by accident? it was because actually, like... like, like because there obviously are versions of the same headline kind of that we, we've heard in past shows, and right. we will hear in past shows that we watch watched, that would just be downright offensive. I felt like this was actually, like, it actually struck on progressive. I don't think by it was ax- written that way, I'm but totally it kind of goes accident, backwards though. and it that. It has to be by accident, though. Like I think it was it meant to be... And... I don't think it was meant to be quite, the, like, the joke that it can be in some respects, other places and other shows in this time, but I think it came across more just like... I'm assuming, like, obviously you're female, but like, it kind of reads like, you know, I'm assuming because, like, it really is just the way Milo is playing this character. Is he is oddly, even though he's... I just railed on him for being like, a, a smiley <laughs> little fuck, but like, I think he really is kind of a very demure person, all things considered. That that little like outburst he just had was rare, and that's why the scene at the military academy. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with him, but I just didn't think it fit that character at all. Because if he was that upset about like being there for like less than a minute, why didn't he react at all at the girls' school? Like he didn't freak out for a second until this later well, the, scene.
2: The girls' school didn't
0: completely just bastardize education. Yeah, but there was other stuff that was driving him up a wall enough to want to leave. Why didn't he like try and say no to any of that? Like he just kind of lets it happen to him. I guess maybe because it's women and he's supposed to feel like he can't yell back or something. But I don't know. But it's a little strange. Him,
1: this leads him to making changes. Now he's going to make changes.
0: <sighs> this well, the, is- <laughs> yes, the changes, changes he are, wants to make are very are valid changes. They're but, very I mean, valid. They are, but also just, yeah. like, the way he goes about doing it kind of comes across as, like, oh, my God. But it, now it's a struggle. So we are but, in hour
1: four of this pilot.
0: Yeah, and- so, he, so he says, he's like, all right, well, what am I going to do? And she's like, well, let me tell you what you should do. Take some control if you want choices. Make this school a place where you feel comfortable. And he reads that as I'm gonna change things the way I, I want them to be. He sees the guys again. He says, "Look, well, I, I do like that at one point." think Chris Evans is like, "I thought you didn't go here anymore." <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so he's like, yeah, "No, the I do now." Aren't happy that he ditched them. But he ditched them for a minute, which is like they seem to be loving it. So I don't know why, but maybe there's some more there than we see. And I uh, think we just like be, we're happy to have another friend. Yeah. So he says, "No, I do. I'm still here." But he's like, "I was talking to Miss Gibson, and besides being..." And then they're like hot, and he's like blisteringly so. I was like, oh, well, way to ruin that scene because it was like a nice scene after that moment, and then they just like cut it to the fact that like
2: yeah, she was. I mean, such they a are they're, again;
0: they're, they're sixteen-year-old teenage, teenage yeah, boys. It's, it's I understand, but it's just it's annoying. But um, <laughs> yes, teenage boys are annoying. Congrats, for us. It's yeah. it's annoying as shit. But so he he um he says to her like he says she's hot, and they're like blisteringly so. And uh, he says, Look, to make this more tolerable <laughs> <you'd> <laughs> but blisteringly so. It was it was such a written line. That's why I think I, I, I don't want like to see like the, the bits that are clearly written because it just makes it so much more gross because that means someone approved it and like they pitched it and I was like, I don't wanna know this. But it so, means um, it is not
1: a reality
0: show. Oh, no, oh <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Um but so 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 he he says to make this more tolerable here at the school, he's like, I'm gonna make a list of demands. I was like, a list. I mean, this is what I have a hard time with: a bunch of young white guys making a list of demands. It's a list it's, of demands, but again, it's just literally it's just the basic locker things. situation, and it's the the cafeteria situation. Now, this is Both if it had been treated that, like a normal like, I'd like to propose some changes. Can we please like go to the student body meeting and like, talk about it, or like bring it up to the dean or whoever? Mostly, the locker situation, nice. that's, like, an insurance risk, like, way to happen. <laughs> just take some photos. Right. Go go get a disposable camera with your dad's money, and then take some photos, spread it around the school, and be like, you, would you want to be here? And then when everyone said no, they'd be like, see, let's get better places. Like, that, to me, like, there's little things like that they could have done better. They treat it like, we're living in squalor, we need your help. Like, it's just so over the top, which is, I mean, it is, it's a, it's a show, like, it's trying to be dramatic, but it just comes across. But like it's a, not a reality show. Unfortunately, not. Wait, wait. <laughs> but so he he makes a list of demands, and then um, back over his locker as he's going to start passing it out, he sees another letter on his locker. Now at this point, it's clear even after someone says, "I saw Miranda Mills put yeah, it on Kyle the Howard locker,"
2: Kyle saw Miranda.
0: Like I thought maybe they're misleading it, but I'm like clearly it's just yes. her. I mean, like it she says it like right there. Mis- they blow the <laughs> Like what? It seems like they're misleading uh, misleading just because she approaches him to talk about the petition real quick. And, like, she doesn't address it, so it's like, okay, so it's not her? But, like, why would he, like, the fact that they ruined it like that, they should have just not even said that part. I mean, everything Miranda does ruins everything. (laughs) Which we'll get into, like,
2: What's, uh, we the awful. reveal,
0: like, that's what we can really talk about why Miranda's the worst. She's, oh, there's a line that she says that I think it's not only oh, one of I the worst think I things. It too. Oh, yeah, it's one of the worst things in this pilot, let alone, like, most of the podcast. I think it's one of the grossest things that I've ever heard. But so later on, we'll get there. It's almost there. You know so, exactly what line you're <laughs> Yep, talking, you know? no, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but so she says, um, uh, you know, you're not starting some kind of petition, are you? And he's like, <laughs> I'm going to quote, this is exactly what he says. I'm like, sorry, but things... They have to change. <laughs> like, that's what he says, like, like verbatim. Like, what a terrible line! I know that was probably just not the best take, and they just kept it, but, like, um, like, sorry, but things they have to change. Like, that's a terrible line. Like, there's, like, eight Rory, you not come up here if you didn't want to do anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rory. Rory. why did you drop out of Yale? <laughs> but, so, um, he says, like, like, okay, I was like, what a powerful stand to take. <laughs> like, like, it was, like, really important to him. to agree. But she, and then suddenly, like, but the thing is, the reason why he's, like, saying this, like, he's being so brave to say to her, like, things have to change. And you she has this dead look on her face, which you can't tell like her resting dead face or not. I don't know.
2: But that's she, just her face. But it turns out I mean, it as is as because as she just
0: goes, she smiles. Bitch face, honestly. Yeah. But it's not even that. Like, I, don't, I think she has like resting nothing face. It's it kind so she goes nothing face, then it transitions into resting bitch face in general. Yeah, and then so she goes, Oh, uh, great and smiles. Like <laughs> so like what do we it was another like mislead, I'm sure. But it was deal? just I can't tell how much of was just terrible acting or not. But so she has no personality at all, continue on from there. Um, he see, he re- sees the other note, and he goes, oh, another note, I wonder if it's from her or not, and he reads it says... Why I think her career, uh, her career actually failed, which, not in acting, it's just because she looks like a mini Caroline devernis but Caroline devernis is more talented. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what it is. She has no talent. That's what it definitely is. Oh <laughs> I know I'm just like a mean person, but like, no. But um, uh, I, I have no interest You're in her. so angry.
1: I, good luck I, I think in, it's a, good luck in your law career, Margo Finley. Good
0: luck I, in your law career. I mean, we mentioned pre-podcast, too, that I feel like if anyone would be the greatest partner in a law firm in the history of the world, it'd be the, D- Duncan Kane. Real life Duncan Kane, Teddy Dunn, who's also gone on to do law stuff. But, like, the two of them, if you want a good <laughs> law stuff, you want the two uh, ladies, the whitest lawyers. Yeah, you want, a, yeah, if you want a good. But if you haven't seen this episode, which I do highly recommend you go and look, it's on YouTube. But, like,. If you want the the equivalent to her, like someone who's a good like, what is she like that we're describing her this way? Picture a female version of Duncan Kane. That's it. You got it. That's it. I mean, but plus a plus a guitar. It even has the dream sequences. It has the dream sequences. Like has the, the, the stupid dream sequence parts. Like it, it really not that it's good on Rock Mars. Like I think it just looks make her look cool here, but she's not cool. That's why they had them. It's like you have to make her look cool because she's just a vacant expression the rest of the time. They have to, like, do, like, the, the soft focus and the music and, like, the pink background. But so he, um, she's not thrilled about it. She's like, okay, cool. And then um, he reads the other note, and he says, it says, soon we're going to meet face-to-face. I was like, all right, this is getting creepy. That's why but, I was like, like, oh, wait, so she's not? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't, I, I, then I thought it was obviously Allison Mack, maybe. I'm like, but I, that's, you're, you're kind of never sure who it, it is. If there's a couple people it could be. Um, even, it could even be Lindsay McKeon as like, some kind of a, like, a play. You don't know what's going on yet. But, um, cause at, at this point, she now becomes kind of the antagonist. Because up until now, she's disliked them, and, like, she's gotten in his face about all the, the less of feminist, like, uh, like, seclusion, which is great. But, like, now it's, like, really, like, amps up to the point where they make themselves a target, kind of. Um, and he starts passing out the petition, which also includes Chris Evans, great disgusting line daddy's got a daddy's petition to sign, petition <laughs> sign. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> then I was like oh no, no no but um so he he's so he's again 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 <laughs> I, I mean this is where I, like my, I, when this happened my head like rolled back with anger because we cut to her at lunch eating lunch with the guitar again and this is the second day for sure because he's now left gone to the military school like there's no debating whether or not I, this is it's where it. I want to talk about this more. Who has a guitar in high school? I know this is, like, an, an indie school well, or something, but, like, no. The, the, the people who wear uh, the chokers and Lisa <sighs> Loeb dresses. It just isn't allowed. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe, like, it, Maybe It isn't allowed? <laughs> is it isn't. No, it isn't allowed. <laughs> I'll and say like, it. I, That's a I, college I, thing.
1: I went to a school with musicians, I mean, it was an art school, and people did not carry around their music- instruments all day. But
0: there were some douchebags who brought their guitars.
1: Oh no, people it. brought them, but like they would leave them in their car. You know,
0: I don't or like you could just run to school and play guitar like that. Like our teachers were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Go <laughs> back to go back to class, or like go eat lunch." Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not allowed to do that. Like, I don't. I found it very off putting. <laughs> like, I found her. You're not allowed. I found her to be a menace, to be honest. Like I, <laughs> she is a menace, which we will get into. Oh, I didn't like her for a second. She, she's a menace. I hated her. She's yeah, but so I, I feel like everyone is just like waiting with bated breath, of like how, like how terrible is she? Like you guys, you guys will know. You guys she will club,
1: know. Her. She does club baby seals at the end of the episode. Oh God,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if that was a series finale. I hated her, but so so she's. Oh, I fucking hated her. Um, so she... She couldn't tell more. I know, it's just like, oh, man. And so she there's a dream sequence where it's like, can I help you? And then Milo's like, I think so. And Or she says, I think so. And he says, oh, I know so. And they kiss. And it's like, ooh.
2: Yeah. But it, again, it was We're just stupid. Where the guitar
0: in the dream sequence. Yeah, and I did like that at least, like, that was nice. Because I feel like sometimes dream sequences are very, like, female-centric. And it was nice that this is all Milo. Which is, I think, kind of somewhat rare. I mean, I know there's plenty of dream sequences from guys, that are usually a little more like ow, ow, which is kind of what this was, but like I like. How, I guess it was to me. It was yeah, exactly involved like the guitar. Like, it could have been a lot worse. Is all I'm trying to say. Um, but so, the guitar, the fucking guitar. Maybe <laughs> even you the dream just, sequence one of so the guitar. My notes are there too, though. The the guitars even in the dream sequence. <laughs> I was like, no. But um, so as Alison Mac runs in and interrupts and hates- them. Yeah, uh, Milo familiar because of Kyle Howard. Yeah, which right. is understandable. He was, a pretty, he was a dick to her. And yeah. I guess she just presumes, like, he's friends with him or something. Like, because they were sitting together. and like, yeah, yeah, you and your friend call me dumb, basically. Like, no, it, it was old Kyle Howard. Milo didn't say anything. Yeah. He said and, no words.
1: And, like, just keep in mind that Allison Mack is the cutest person.
0: Always. Ever. Always. And so he...
2: <laughs> ever, so always. He,
0: yeah. But so he, he runs in, and uh, he says, like, look... Uh, or she says like look uh, like that's what you get for assuming I'm dumb and I didn't take the AP test and ace it already and he's like alright he does flirt with her he says something like oh, someone's sh- a rescue for some birdies which is like the pun about the badman. it was bad but um he, he just kind of like laughs it off and the two of them kind of hit it off and they're now friendly I guess you could say And then um, later on, Chris Evans is just straight up macking on some girl in public, which is pretty gross, too. Just, like, making out with her on the West Lawn. Like, what's going on? Well, not the West Lawn, because you can't go on the West Lawn. Oh, they're not not seniors, I'm sorry. But, like, on a random bench, wherever. But
1: my favorite thing about this is that this girl who's just, like, an extra and, like, makes out with Chris Evans. Probably got paid a few hundred bucks for a day of work. And then, like, years later, he becomes a big movie star, and she's like, (laughs) yes! She's like, I got a story to tell everyone.
2: Amazing! Let <laughs> me like, tell you all. Get around, kids.
0: But also, the story like, how I made out with Chris Yeah, she. I mean, she. You know,
1: she's telling. she you know, she's telling her kids. Like, I got paid to make out with Captain America. You guys.
0: Unfortunately, uh, she has to put a pin in that story by saying that his follow-up lines and them breaking away from each other is. Like taking candy from a baby, which is oh, like, yeah. oh god!
2: He apparently, say
0: anything about any word that were uttered—it's okay, just me I mean, made out of America. America. I mean, yeah. I guess that's true. But so he—he he gets apparently like twenty phone numbers, but no one wants to sign the petition. Which I found—I mean, it was funny, but also gross at the same time. I like that nobody was able to sign the petition because they all are just like, "Fuck you! I don't want to sign a petition, but I'll make mm-hmm. out with you." Question mark? But, uh... I mean, yeah, I
2: appreciate that,
0: honestly. Yeah, it's true. And then, so, um, he, Milo goes back to his locker, kind of, like, a little bit, you know, bedraggled because he hasn't gotten any signatures enough. Um, and he sees another note. It says, meet me on the West Lawn after school. Well, no, he sees Rita Sofer pu- putting the note in there, and... Right, in the next... Then he, he sees the teacher putting a note in his locker. And that's and when he like, has a fantasy the of her with her he has, guitar. But, <laughs> but this <laughs> thing is... Okay. Rita Sofer's great. so good. Rena was great. That's obviously great. But like, the thing is, she's dressed as as uh, Miranda Mills in the dream sequence. But they look so similar that I was like having a hard time. Like, I know it was obviously Rena Sofer. but yeah, like, like up the prescription in your eyes. <laughs> it was a blurry YouTube video, for the record. But like, regardless I mean, of that, Sofer like, has like very like specific detail yeah but this Miranda like, Mills girl looks look like her. nothing <laughs> so it was more it's, that she looked like a sofa so it? it's that good, it's that good
1: old Elliot face blindness strikes yeah. again oh, wait. I'm like oh, Toya yeah. and I watched the same
0: YouTube video <laughs> I know but it was it was funny because I'm like all this like you know I mean I guess the point is that he has a type I guess but even the, the old girlfriend was blonde but um so he no he's it's a, just you being wrong again more well, Christian Lichten was blonde in that, wasn't she, Lisa? I know exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, type it's no it just blonde. No, just be blonde. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was saying, mean, Allison Mack is
0: blonde, and this person, kind of a love interest. So. so he he meets, and instead of that, though, he runs into Miss Mills out, outside the classroom, and then she describes, or he he runs into Rand after afterwards, and finds out that um, she's his big sister. Which is, I mean, I know it's kind of a thing for yeah, sororities. The, the, I didn't the, know that was a yeah. school thing. I guess secret. Yes little sister it makes sense because it is an all girls school maybe they have some kind of a version of that but it was yeah. it was a little bit I I, I I enjoyed it though because I'm like oh this is a nice touch I but of course she like throws the- a tantrum over it because like well, he throw a tantrum over it he was really, but, like, really I appreciate the girls Who were supposed to be uh, Kyle Howard and Chris Evans? Like they boycotted. That That was great. (laughs) He's like, well, the other guys didn't get one, and he's like, oh yeah, the girls that got them as their big sisters refused to do it. So that makes sense. Like, and you know what? Because there's a reason to be upset because, as Miranda (laughs) points out herself. I'm always giving guys the wrong signal. Oh! oh we'll get to That's fair. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So she said, she's his big sister, and then he says, I never would have dreamed... Well, first of all, like before she even says that yet, though, he says, I never would have dreamed this is happening, and he thinks he's, like, kidding on... He thinks it, it, this is it, like an so elaborate... So it, know, it, it does! gives guys the wrong signal. She does it, like, in the scene after she says it, too, to him. There is literally no way you could have meant for this to not seem she romantic specifically in a She keeps doing things so you're ready to this episode, history, dude. Future episodes where it's just like you know what you're doing. It's, like, it's no obvious. Way.
1: It's obvious what her character is, and that's the kind of girl who uses her looks or whatever to be manipulative.
0: Right. Oh so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She knows exactly what she's doing. Right, mm-hmm. and, and so, that's why I was just like, I hate you, and it was like a different thing than like a lot of Lang or Marissa Cooper. <laughs> so she because is for the most part, like. Like, they're oblivious, or, like, they're tr- they try their best, like, she knows what she's doing. So we so get like- this scene where she says, like, oh, oh, I didn't realize, like, you were taking this the wrong way, and he's, like, immediately, once he realizes that, like, she's his big sister and this is all, like, not the same, like, he, it's not, like, her trying to get with him, he's, like, check, please, like, he wants to get the fuck, he basically, she gives him a bottle full of, like, candy, and he's, like, bye, like, he kind of, like, gets up to leave, and she's like, oh, oh, no, you're taking this the wrong way. I'm sorry, I'm always doing this, giving guys the wrong signals. My friends." Like, there's no reason ca- to put those notes. This no, the there's no the reason. No, one of the notes yeah. just say, meet okay. me on the West Lawn. And then no. she describes herself, my friends call me the walking pheromone. The worst fucking line. My God. Who yeah. the hell approved that? Like, who? How did it get to air? How did it go through? How did she say the line? How did they film I mean, it? How did they cut different reactions to your character's a mess? That's just that's a whole different level, like ew. And then she says she says, please forgive me, I'll die if you don't. Like, ew like no Like I really, really, really want you to stay here, basically. She she does it again, basically. And she says no, she even says here. She says, I'll be the reason you stay. Yes. Oh, I'm doing it again, I'm doing it. and it's oh. like, yeah, you're doing it again, you idiot, like, it was unbelievable, and he said, like, "We're doing he, it again intentionally. He looks like he's caught Shit. in a hurricane right now, like, he's, like, going every which way, like, he's, like, whiplash, like, well, one second, he's well, like, oh, you're no, my like, big sister, like, the next minute yeah, you're hitting it, on me again, I'm like, like,
1: what? His penis is going one way, his brain is going the other. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> so, ridiculous. Reveling in all of it. Oh, she loves it. Clearly, I'm like, so. I mean, like, that's not to say that I'm trying to blame it on her. She's clearly enjoying this. Like this I'm is like, where okay. she's thriving. So you can tell. I I, as I pointed out like there's just other moments in other episodes where she's clearly like she's not a good person, and like she likes to take down Alice and Max's character a, a oh, bit wow. because she realized Milo's into her uh, into her. Like, there's uh, an episode where Milo and Kyle's characters are, like, they're fake fighting in front Mm -hmm. of everyone, and Miranda says, oh, uh, Kate's too busy getting off on it, like, to break him up, like, and she's like, just an observation, that's what she says. She says it out loud. She also said that Kate's nice and all, you know, if you want that. But so, like she says this to, to people. So she reads Milo's face like he's obviously not interested in being at the school anymore, and she was the only reason he was holding out ho- hope, which is, I mean, to be fair, a dumb thing to do, but it was just what he had. And he does actually volunteer that, which is good, because she, he says that out loud to her. And then she reads it like, oh, wait, so you're gonna leave again? Like, now you wanna leave? And he's like, yeah. So she's like, oh no, you should stay, I'll be your friend. I'll be the reason you stay. Like, there's no way to say, I'll be the reason you stay and not realize that's something that's, like, a romantic thing I have to give more examples of her being the worst in the other episodes. Oh, please do. So, yeah, I
2: think it's
0: it's the next episode, right, where he's he's talking to her and he says, your boyfriend, and she doesn't have a boyfriend. The one he assumes is her boyfriend is actually her brother. brother. And she doesn't correct him because, like, she knows, like, it's, like, basically riling him up. So she does not correct him just to make him jealous, pretty much. Like, who does that? Or, uh, there's, like, basic there is a school dance, and it's, like, the girls ask the guys, obviously, mm-hmm. and, like, they're at a party, and, like, she drags him away, she's like, I have to ask you something really, really important, and then she specifically, like, basically asks, so, like, which one of these guys do you think I should ask to the dance? <clears throat> Only for them to then not go to the dance, and she's hanging out with him, and she keeps throwing out signals that, like, hey, I want you to take me to the dance, and her stupid douchebag brother has to point it out that she's Basically, to, to Milo that like, hey she wants you to take her to the dance right now. Well, we'll like, get to we'll get to the next episode when we, when we wrap up. But I have some some things to say about her and that as well. The final scene of that is bonkers. Uh, like it is crazy to me that she thinks like she just expects she's so narcissistic. It now, like, okay, we will gonna we're gonna know now. It's so narcissistic for her to think that like well, her entire party is insane. That's
2: like. In the second
0: episode, she has a quote-unquote virgin party where she wants to invite everybody based on whether or not they're virgins or not. And if they do... Lisa, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's amazing. Her and her the whole part. plot of the episode is to flower the virgins in the high school, and she literally like has them check boxes I and then have RSVP. I just take my glasses off. <laughs> my <face. laughs> it is unreal. It is like everything about it just comes across like an anti-bullying like a seminar. Like it is crazy to me that this even got to air. But so they check I boxes. i surprised like it wasn't like a whole. It's like, pretty FG dark. Thing. It's a dark thing, to, and then never comment on it. How gross it is, really? They kind of make her the hero again of the episode so she has everybody RCP Rf- we how insane she is no fact, exactly she's, she's still like the cool girl in school she school party yeah so she, and also like why would you regularly throw a party when you're uh, whatever so like <laughs> I have so many questions also don't really believe she's a virgin but we'll get to that in a second well, she's definitely not a virgin it's ridiculous I think she was she was gonna cheat she basically. does it every year just to fuck the guy she wants to fuck Latoya it's like a creepy manipulation she's the worst oh and oh, yeah, she's the virgins it's like creepy it's like a fucking like she. Circe or something, but so She's she, like, she... supposed to be sweet. It's ridiculous. So, no, there's nothing sweet about this for this a like, second. She, this is, like, straight-up
1: yeah. cruel intention. It, it yeah. is. It really Let is.
0: She what is tell you like, to the storyline. So she, what I'm ha- she sends is, out these, these flyers. Everyone has boxes to check. that says... I, I should have taken a picture of the actual flyer, because it's so insane. I will, and I'll leave in the show notes. It says, like, check here if you're a virgin, check here if you're not, and then describe your... your, your the reason for wanting to not be a virgin, oh, or God. describe your okay, t- I, first time. i think it would be like describe your genitals or something. I'm no, like, no, that no. Pause was or way to describe too long. your first time. I think Remember, is the she other was box. also saying sacrifice a virgin. She's specifically yeah, she, she wants like, to sacrifice like two virgins, and she's gonna she gets people submit that whether they're virgins or not, and if she approves the two people she wants to have sleep together, she match makes them into both going up to the top of her house and then, then having sex. That's it. like, It's I've crazy.
1: Read, I've read dystopic y- <laughs> young adult novels that have less horrifying
2: problems. <laughs> it than is. Than so them. what
0: happens in this episode is that she, that, this is one through five, she picks a bunch of people who are virgins, has them wear numbers, and then this ridiculous like Pied Piper hat, which is, has a V on it, I guess, but it's really hard to, it's not really a V, it's just like a hat. It's stupid. And so they come to the house, and there's a whole bunch of like tap dancing about Milo doesn't want to be called a virgin, he's offended by that, and then like certain people are offended by him being offended, but like honestly he has he's completely in the right the entire episode. Like everyone else is crazy. And they're like all walking around school. So then they get to this virgin party and like everyone there besides these people with numbers are not virgins, and I don't buy that for a fucking second. Like there's no way that there's like a hundred people there and everyone's not everyone's fucking. <laughs> everyone's it was fucking crazy. It was not possible. But so there's a whole bunch of people there, and her brother is the person whose house it is, too. And then when Miley goes, he's like, Oh, I thought this was Miranda's house. He's like, Well, it's, it's, it's uh, what does he say? It's like, uh, it's, it's normal for a brother to live with his sister, obviously. And then he's like, Oh, and a customer. He's this customer for a brother to live with his sister. And it's like, bum ba ba." And he's not really the boyfriend. But anyway, so he goes in, he has a good time at the party, and then. Later on there's a scene I mean I'm just jumping ahead because I want to talk about the scene, even though I don't want to talk about this episode at large, <laughs> because there's a scene where there's like an ongoing bit where like Kyle Howard falls for well that falls for has like a flirtation with one of these girls at the self defense class who's like crazy into karate and self defense. And then at one point he gets like judo chopped slash flipped and his legs go into the alarm system and then the cops get called, but it's not really the cops, it's just these two random like Redneck cops for the name. I want to you go, like, completely into the alarm system part of it, too. I mean, it's just like, it's like really a crazy scene. scene, though. Yes. Because it's, like, it, it just, imagine some, like, a small girl flipping Kyle Howard across the room and his legs happen to hit just the right button for the alarms to go off. It was he crazy. He landed terribly. It was I not possible. It was not possible. He would have broken a leg if he had landed that he hard would, I don't know why he didn't break his neck, but continue. <laughs> but then, then the redneck cops come, one of which is J.P. Penu from, uh, among other things, uh... Oh. For the future, uh, but so, so they they're like there and they start confiscating the beer and then kick everybody out and then the party's all like oh no and Milo's up in the the side room like about to get the flower and then realizes waiting for no his one's... girl and then the number three is like this and not there's, there's everyone's wearing these fucking like it it is like a dystopian though almost like everyone's wearing their numbers <laughs> and oh he sees like one through five and there's threes like in the wind he's like Well oh. and two of them are twins and Chris Evans is thrilled about that one. And, uh, and he's wearing the, like, I think he's wearing, like, four or something, or five, and then he's like, oh, I hope, I hope I'm the the one that gets picked, but Miranda's already tipped her hand, of course she's gonna pick him, it's, like, a whole big ruse. And then, at the end of the fucking episode, it, like, pans out, and there's, like, some fucking sad, like, Lisa Loeb song playing or something, and she's, like, in the room alone, and, of course, across town Milo's gone over to... And, and throughout the course of the episode, I know this is like a virgin, but I want to explain a little bit because Milo, Milo leaves the party, and then Miranda tries to get him to stay, and he's like, "No, I'm going to go say sorry to Alison Mac because I discovered that the guy she told me earlier she wasn't a virgin with is actually gay." And so, so gay, and it, oh of God. course, in this world, it's not possible for a gay guy to ever have had sex with a girl. It's just not possible. Well, no, the thing that, that gets Milo is that like he wonders, does that make Alison Mac gay? <laughs> can I just see for a moment? I just can, I just, can, I just, can I just see for a moment? I know this is another digression, but I feel like it's important because this and it is me talking. But there's a moment where Milo goes up to the guy. Who, I forget the name of the guy. It's it's uh, Kobe, which is weird. <laughs> it's yeah, like, this Colby, random white Colby. guy named yeah. Kobe. And uh, like the cheese. Oh, it's Kobe. Col- okay, so he goes yeah. up to Kobe, Kobe, and then he's like, "Hey!" And there's like this song that starts playing, and I'm like. I'm like, I literally scratched my head. I'm like, is Milo gonna hit on him? I'm like, I don't know <laughs> because kind of like, because like, like, is interested in Milo. <laughs> especially because Milo keeps like talking to him. And yeah, he's like, and, he's like, and Wait, they I'm played straight. it that way. their the, the last scene together, he's like, I, I'm straight. <laughs> I'm gonna go into the scene a little more. I'm sorry because he comes up to him and he says, literally, he's <laughs> like, t- he says, you're gay, right? And then Col- Colby looks like, yeah. And then, like, I think Colby's like, "Oh, and he's like like kind of like it's like he's being flagged, like like you know, am I gonna have this virgin tonight." <laughs> Uh, then I was thinking, like, maybe Miranda had misunderstood and thought that Milo, and maybe he's number three. And I was like, I was confused. And I was, like, waiting for the two to drop. But, like, the way Milo goes up to him and he says, like, are you a virgin? Or no, he says, are you gay? And then he's like, okay, I'm here for this thing. And then Miranda, blah, 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 blah. And he explains it. But, like, he says some things to this guy. And the guy is a very sweet, very nice guy. And he's like, oh, I've pretty much been that way since birth. And the, I think he's trying to figure out if he slept with, with uh, Alison Mack. And he basically says, no, of course not. We were just friends or something. And then um, there's this humor where Miles like, okay, I got the information I needed, basically. And he turns to walk away. And this what, guy... You ever ask him if they, like, information if they slept together? Because, no, again, he just thinks a... that they did sleep together. Would... And he thinks that made Alice and Matt gay. <laughs> it's oh, so my absurd. God. But also, like, on top of that, though, like, when he wa- he, when he starts to walk away, the, the guy who plays Kobe is just, like... You can see him like, oh, oh, we're done talking, okay, and like he like clearly was interested. And he played it really cool, like you can tell. Like he I was like Colby. He was yeah, great. He was great. He's only like two scenes, but he's been. And it makes no sense that he's able to figure and, like, out who Kobe is he's based on one. But he's not or. like super like stereotypical flamboyant either. Like he's from nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, like, he's a guy. Yeah. Like, nice. like I'm actually like I. You would be like I'm surprised actually when it comes to. Homosexuality. The show kind of handles it pretty well. But there's also so, an episode with lesbians. What's and, so like, great about that scene, well, though, honestly. is like honestly, when he walks up to him and the music starts playing, it does come across like a teen movie, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like has this been a huge mislead? And he's like into golfing the whole time, and he's like, oh no, never mind. But like. On top of that, though, Colby just kind of plays it off like he's a little bit heartbroken. I'm like, oh, I guess Milo's leaving now. Bye. <laughs> like, he could have just made it such, a, like, an arbitrary, like, bye. But, like, he, like, cho- chooses to be like, kind of like, oh, okay. Because the sad thing is, I think he did kind of think Milo was asking if he was gay because he was trying to, you know, read him. Like, he couldn't tell if he was, like, you know, interested in him. And, you know, there's a moment there where he's probably hoping, oh, this guy came up me to a party and asked me if I'm gay. Maybe he's gay. Like, I don't know. And then you find out, like, of course, like, Milo's just fishing for information and then leaves immediately afterwards. It's terrible. But, like, um, Colby's just like, kind of, oh, yeah, okay, bye, and it just kind of looks heartbroken as he leaves. Aww. And it's very sweet. But, um, so, anyways, that, that, that uh, digression aside, but, so, after the, he finds out that, obviously, might have been, well, he, uh, he, he, has, he backs, assumes uh, he's li- she's lying, that she was a virgin, uh, that she is actually a virgin, basically. he was She was lying that she had sex with him. Um, he goes to her house and then, like, you know, commiserates or something. It's just—it's a boring scene where they just sit on a, a corner and talk about stuff. It's not very interesting. <laughs> it's but be in the, adorable. Yeah. In the background, though, it cuts from that scene to Miranda Mills in her bedroom, like uncrumpling the number three, and then she's like putting away all like the rose petals that were on her bed that Milo was sitting on and stuff. And like, you find out like, ah, she had wanted him for herself. Now the problem I have with this is not just that it's insane to think that she's a virgin, not to not to assume anything about anybody, but like no but way. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> that she was virgin. I not for a second. she wanted to take his virginity because that's what she does. She's she like she say, yes, but like that aside, uh, whatever. Fine, we'll, we'll, we'll grudge that fact. But why is she hiding the number three? If this is a party that she does every year, and she's trying to claim like you shouldn't be ashamed of being a virgin. Why isn't she wearing the three? She forces Milo to wear the five. Like, it's such a hypocritical situation for her to be so obsessed with, like, deflowering these people and, like, obsessed with virginity. And then she's not wearing the thing herself. Like, it is. I'm uh, the height and of hypocrisy. Obviously, chupress. no one is going mock her because she's, like, Miss Popular who guys, has throws. May- maybe
1: virgin
0: Miranda parties.
1: Mills is a future serial killer in the making.
0: <laughs> I told you her murder. name sounds she's like right, a serial, serial killer name. It really does sound like. It's like a serial killer name.
1: That alone makes me wish that this was, like, a five-season show, and it was just leading up to her becoming a serial I'm
0: killer. I'm telling you, like, that, that last scene in that show made me want to tear things apart. That again, the reason why curious. I'm, like, she's definitely not a virgin, and she was just manipulating is because in that whole thing with the dance, this is... So Milo had uh, asked Allison and Matt to the dance, mm-hmm. and they were going to go to, together, And then Miranda shows up at his house with her brother being like, oh, my dad kicked my brother out of the house and no one else will take him. Will you let him stay with you for a bit? And then so he has to cancel, basically, because he's just going to stay and hang around at his house with them. And then all of a sudden, Miranda's like, oh, I really wish I could go to the dance. And then he takes her to the dance, basically. And I get it. Like, I I see where she could be, like, a complicated person who has This these is after feelings. she was already, t- until she realized, oh, he's going to go with Thousand Mac, then basically this happens, and he has to stop, he has to not go with
2: her, and, oh, now he can go with Miranda.
0: But it's like what you're saying. It's like, I've seen other characters that have similar, like, motivations. But they're but not like, supposed to be, like, the, They're supposed like, to be complicated on top of that, you know? The There's star, nothing else of, here. Not just completely evil. Exactly. Or they have some kind of, like, an ulterior, like, life... Like story that we're not hearing yet. She seems like she's a completely. The house is nice. There's not like a complicated family life. It seems her Her brother's brother's a bit of an asshole, but like a good brother. It's stupid. Like it's like it's a completely straw man character. Like she's just made to be a villain when she needs to be a villain and a hero when she needs to be a hero. Like she's she does everything. She's everything to everyone. It's not interesting. Again, I'm sorry. She brings great alcohol to school (laughs) in a water (laughs) bottle, like a normal thing. Oh my god. But so she's, honestly, and this is, I, I'm we're jumping off to that, that scene for a second. I want to go back to where we were, but we'll go back to the, this, like, human pheromone, or walking pheromone scene, which is gross. The When she says to him, I'll be the reason you stay, that's where my notes were like, she's a bad actress, this scene is dumb. Like, I, 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 <laughs> she's, this is where she's supposed to nail it. Like, that's, like, the one scene she's supposed to be really good at what she's doing, and it is so unconvincing and boring, and, and almost feels like, why am I even sitting through this? And then, and like, on top of that, when you get more of her. Like, at least leave her, like, the mysterious person. Oh, i get to, oh, my God, I have, the, I have nerd cool in quotes, too. But, like, I wanted to make a quick uh, comparison of Miranda Mills to Leslie Bibb's character from Popular. Except for, in Popular, they co- constantly address how Leslie Bibb's character is, like, either, like, actively or passively the worst. They never do that with Miranda Mills, as far as I've seen. It's because, like, also because her best friend was, like, Nicole, so she would usually allow Nicole to do, like, all the evil work and, like, just not to get her hands dirty. But, like, yeah, she was... They made a... Sam, at least, uh, made a point of pointing out, like, hey, you can't just pretend you're the nice girl when you associate with people like Nicole and even Mary Cherry.
1: Well, yeah, I mean... that show was obviously better about giving more levels to these yeah. kind of archetypal characters, high school that was characters. The whole point, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always sad when you're. We do one of these like podcasts, and you're like, "Hey, you know, Ryan Murphy did it better." Because when do you get to say that?
0: Well, because whenever we're talking about Popular, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I maybe mean, some other things. Except for literally. the episode of Popular, we did talk about it on the podcast. Right. We left off around the time of, um, like, her being giving him that makeover situation. But, like, I don't know where we're supposed to get this, like, the happy-go-lucky side of her from, because she's been this mysterious person up until now, and I understand, like, now she's supposed to be, like, his friend instead of his love interest. But then we immediately switch back to love interest by not only in the episode, like, the end of, like, the whole other next episode is fully her being a love interest. So I don't know where we're supposed to get this, like, like, this montage moment of them being good friends. Like, it was just so out of out of touch with the rest of her series. Like, if you're going to cast someone who's going to be the, like, uh, vacant, non-expression-having love interest, then or pick you're some- just being, like, aggressively... Like, you're attacking this woman. No, no, no. I only mean in the sense, like, if you're going to pick someone who's going to play that character, let her keep playing that character. Don't also give her moments where she says, nerd cool. Like, that is just not the same person. It is... It is such like a like a whiplash moment where you, she becomes like this like BFF person where she's never been like this friendly like hey what's up let's have a good time she's been like hey cool playing guitar it's, like it's weird it's weird yeah because like she's so many different things <laughs> just in this episode alone like she's the alt like the alt uh, dream girl right she's the most popular girl in school you know that, that alone she's, is kind of stupid who would find her she's a popular? girl who's like really into school traditions like so stupid who is she but also like she turns around and she gets, like, other friends to sign this. We'll get that in a second. Like, it's just it's a so walking
2: good. pheromone. Mm-hmm.
0: That alone oh. made me so grossed out. <laughs> but so she... I was, she gets, I, was, I was like, I would like to sue for emotional harm for that line alone. Just, like... She tries to uh, give him tips on being cool, though, in this scene. Which is, I don't understand, because I never thought that was the reason why he wasn't fitting in. He, he yeah. wasn't fitting in because he didn't like the people, and they were, like, weird, and, like, he, he seems like a completely normal person. Like, again... it's the same scene earlier where he's like, I've always been different. I'm like, are you Peter Parker or something? (laughs) Like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, Yeah, there's really no need for her to give him, like, the the backpack lesson or, like, a makeover. Oh, my God. And also, the makeover was nothing. Nothing happened. It was nothing. It was her. And again, with her characterization, (laughs) like, like, I'm always giving you guys the wrong signal. That would be one thing if, like, her character were, like, an awkward character who really was just always giving guys the wrong signal. But, like, no. We all see what she's doing. And then she proceeds to try and basically honey trap him in the entirety of the next episode. Like, she creates a ruse that involves the entire school and outside schools in order to sleep with him. Like, that's insane. <laughs> like, how could... Oh. I don't want to give you the wrong signal, and then I'll proceed to do that? Like, what? In, in the lesbian episode, <laughs> it's actually called, I believe it's called the, the homosexual episode. Yes, that's uh, the one we almost did for this, but I, I feel like the pilot is a nice door into this. Yeah. The <laughs> lesbian episode, that's where she's trying to convince uh, Milo Amelia that uh, Alison Mack's character might... Because, might, obviously, that means that she can have him all to herself because she's insane. But, like, she's like 1999. A monster. Couldn't you just walk up to her and say, how are you, you gay? Could... Like, what? <laughs> like,
1: how could you ever
0: be mean to Alice and Mack? I mean, the nice thing about the, the Colby character from earlier is that he happily admits that he's gay. Not that you need to do that, but, like, it was nice like, to not have, like, some kind of, like, a who-told-you or something. It was just like, yeah, I'm gay. Like, whatever. Like, it yeah, was nice that it was not a big deal, because it shouldn't be. And the lesbian episode, actually, it besides the Miranda stuff it's actually pretty pretty good when it's not just dumb guys talking about it. But it's like the whole they're they're out lesbians in the school. They're they're popular, they're fine. But like it becomes a question of like is Elsa uh, Elsa and like her sexuality Jeez. and one of the lesbians too. Like she's been questioning her sexuality. She's like, Am I bisexual? Uh, that, that that's, like, an actual conversation that they're having in the episode. But, of course, you have Miranda, like, trying to use this to her own advantage, basically. Like, oh, she's the oh yeah, <laughs> Alconax definitely a lesbian. But so she <laughs> she's just terrible. A monster. <laughs> I hate her. But so she's, she decides to try and give him tips on being cool, because apparently that's what he's all, he's always needed to fit in here. That's the one missing thing. Like, Kyle Howard character, maybe then that would make sense. Not, Milo Ventimiglia is still Milo Ventimiglia. He's obviously a little awkward, because he's a new student. But, like, even, like, when he was Jess, like, I would say Jess Mariano is a perfect example of someone who's awkward as hell, socially. He's terrible I mean, with people. Because one beat him up. Right. He's terrible <laughs> with people, terrible with parents, terrible with most people. Well,
1: of course, Jess didn't have the need to fit in.
0: Or the well, that's what I'm saying. But, like, the, but the, the question was never whether or not he could or or whether or not he was um, a nerd or something. It was just that he was not interested. You know, and that's he's kind a of loner, where I, that's where like James I <laughs> the loader Dotty, but like I think the the trouble is with this is he's kind of playing a similar character, but they're just trying to pretend like he's, he's also. Nerdy. Like he's not so much a loner that like he's not. It's he like Milo Ventimiglia. Like I know he's a little bit young on, on the side here. He's not yeah, like him in the high school, sized. but he still is definitely not never a bad looking person. Like still a very young little baby Rocky like it's not like or young Bruce Springsteen whatever you want to call him like he's not someone who's been like you know picked on because he's ugly or something crazy like that or like big, or, big, big, big wearing he's his back- or he's wearing his backpack on one shoulder like okay so I'm gonna quote this like basically she says to him here's a good tip this is her version of like you know like I said, I, I just, I, earlier I said I'm gonna get, she's, gonna, she's giving them tips on being cool. You'd think this would be, like, a montage where she shows, like, you should wear this type of an outfit because, like, it's Northern California and everyone's wearing, like, cool, like, you know. Like, is it, like, can- everyone looks can- like they're a Claire's catalogue. Yeah, they it do. should be.
1: It, sh- it should be, like, can't buy me love when she turns Patrick Dempsey into a cool guy. Well,
0: traditionally, when you, I mean, it's a stupid, it's, an, it's not to say that this is stupid, but it's, it is a little bit much. Like, it's a save the last dance situation where they grab a bandana and use it as a shirt, like. I understand, no, like, I there are situations where you, you can come across... As the, the example. I example. I'm sorry. I'm trying to give montages of people being cool, which is not very good. Or clueless. I'll say clueless. There it's, you go. Getting tied up to speed and clueless. So, like, I understand there are scenes where that's going to be a good montage, but, like, usually that implies that they have some kind of, like, a backward style to start. He never really has that, and then when she does give the tip... The things that she improves are so stupid and arbitrary. I'll get into it now. She says, you have to wear the backpack on both shoulders. It's not some big public high school where everyone's trying hard. It's nerd cool. And then she slips them both. She slips I both straps her. of his backpack onto both of his shoulders, rubs a hand on his shoulder and says, now you look hot. My next my next note I, after I, that I, is, what in God's name am I watching?
1: This literally just gave me a spontaneous headache.
0: Like, what? it is, it is ridiculous. Like, I mean, it, it, there's nothing about that that seems like a joke. Like, wearing both, both backpack straps on is cool. Like, I think they're thinking this is, like, an edgy thing, like, nerd cool is cool again, because I guess at this point that wasn't quite the most popular thing that it is, I mean, like... I was probably so, you're not focusing it, on not the what elitism what lit-
2: that comes from her. It's like,
0: this isn't public school. Yeah, you know to be some tryhard that like has to put it on ones. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I, also like, way to take down public school. Like, you're so badass. Like, what? And also, just like, what a stupid thing to say. Like in general, like, who cares about backpack straps? She comes in with, I mean, a, with a fucking back strap guitar, guitar very strap. Very
2: important, Mora.
0: Like, but like, she comes in with a, a guitar yeah, on a strap. Bit She's bit not wearing can't do a backpack guitar
1: every day. Calm down.
0: Apparently, she could do whatever she wants and still so be cool. <laughs> no one also no one's really wearing backpacks like it would have been better to say no one wears backpacks here just carry your books around that would have made more sense to me like that's an honest thing like you look you' look like a bit of a dweeb carrying a backpack like it's stupid but it makes some sense like the arbitrariness with with with, <laughs> with which she talks about the straps being on both sides is like wow you are so it's almost like I mean it, it comes across as a quote from a community where, uh, Abed says to Britta where he's I forget when, when it was but he says makes your lack of flavor kind of a flavor in itself kind of thing like it's kind of like she's so obsessed with other people's opinion of her and you kind of only realize it in this moment because she seems like this cool like erudite like I'm only playing guitar in the in the quad I don't really care I'm like free like you know like, like hippie kind of thing and then, then she comes out like here's how you wear your backpack straps. I'm like, you must be obsessed with how people look at you because no one besides people who are so obsessed with status notice something as arbitrary as a backpack strap. Like, she is, is not the alternative life. cool woman she pretended to exactly. be. Exactly. Like, this be is like therapy. undercutting everything. It's just so stupid. I don't know why they did this. Oh, man. And she's like the most popular girl in school. Yeah, It is. I wanted to like, study the character. She is a ball of of contradictions. This is why you guys should watch the the episodes. Uh, because just I need someone else to like watch <laughs> to see and, this, to, to examine witness. this, and like see that I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picture you now, Latoya, like spraying a bottle of, of a silver spray paint on your face and screaming out, "Witness me!" <laughs> <laughs> To, it I was like play on YouTube uh,
1: <laughs> for the audience before we started recording. Like they're sending me messages like, "You need to watch this. You need to watch the rest of the episode. Watch all the episodes." Latoya is like, "Just I And I'm like, and now we're sitting here tr- trashing this entire show. And I'm like, look, and you want me to? Buck? We're trashing
0: it, but it's a delight. I mean, it's I mean, totally said like things the show does well too. I need it's to witness this.
2: Witness among
1: the like Miranda Mills dumpster fire. Sure, yeah. There's little nuggets of gold.
0: I there. Lindsay McCann is great. Yeah, she is great. As she is great. Everyone's great, honestly. More of her it's just... for sure. And actually, Lisa, I will say that I didn't get to it in that other episode because we had so many different digressions. But there is a scene where Chris Evans kind of like moseys up to her, and they kind of have this, this great chemistry. It's... Where I'm the not gonna cherry. say that they would probably Sorry, that, that off. I not say it. The cherry No the head say it. It's just the cherry <laughs> conversation, right? So yeah, so, so there's so a scene. Dumb. I mentioned it briefly. It. Uh it's a, again, it's a virgin that, party, which yeah. is uh, still insane, and and then she makes a comment because she's she's her, Imagine Autumn Research it's the same level of like oh my yeah. God, this is stupid. I don't even know why she's there, to be honest. She seems like over it. Because there is beer being served, it's a little bit risque even. But like there's um, it almost feels also like a, a school-sanctioned. actually is, like, also popular and, I, like, I think it makes sense that she would no, be the no, popular No, 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 I know she is, but, yeah. like, it seems like a school-sanctioned party in a way, but there's, like, beer kegs and stuff. Like, it's not- it doesn't make any sense. I know why- wait- is that, like, the, like, job fair thingy or whatever? That's when she was, like, bringing up the invitations. And I like, know, I know it is, like, you know, it's Northern California, so maybe they're just chiller there, but just, it would just not... I mean, that happens here, but it's just, just not... Just, just tell her the story. Okay, the so story. so there's, in 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 keeping with the theme, I guess you would say, there's just bowls of cherry soda laying out, and I guess this supposed to be the only... Although he said it's the only soda being served, it's really the only, like, you know thing being laid out in public. There's probably other drinks back there, because people are drinking beer, so he's wrong on that. But either way, he says, like, oh, it's funny, Like, or he's like, oh, yeah, look at this cherry soda. She's like, oh, it's funny that they're only serving cherry soda at a at a virgin party. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's funny. And then she's like, you don't get it, do you? And he's like, well, yeah, I, I get it. And he like, kind of, like, you know, tries to pretend like he knows the joke of, you know, cherries at a virgin right. party, which everyone obviously knows, but he's just dumb. And then, like, there's a, a bit of a, uh, I think... I think mean, very purposeful. There's no way this was on purpose. Um, physical physical comedy bit, which they both play very well, partly because they have very good chemistry, and they maintain, like, kinetic eye contact the entire time. There's, like, deep eye contact between the two of them, and they're kind of, like, smirking at each other, because they are, like, antithesis. She's, like, the intellectual who wants them kicked out. He, he tried to get him expelled during this episode. And then um, he's like, you know, fucking Chris Evans in the show. Yeah, it, and, and she does it because he's an idiot. But like, I, it's not until this moment where she like really realizes just how dumb he is. And I think she finds it kind of endearing. Exactly. Like I think there is like a it's 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 the Autumn Reeser with um Ben McKenzie vibe where it's like the, almost the absolute Brian opposite. Is not an idiot. No, he's not. Oh. But no, no, no. But I think it's definitely the same kind of. Chemistry. It's how she would react to Luke Ward. Yeah, yeah, but I think there's a if chemistry that's there. If Luke Ward were to a scene together, it would, it would, I would die because it would be the best scene in the world. But so, so anyway, so he reaches out, grabs one of the cherry sodas, still not really understanding the pun, but almost like that. It, it's almost like if he was actually a genius and did get it, it would be perfect, but he doesn't. like, And he takes the cherry soda, maintaining eye contact with her, they're like flirting about whatever, there's like rambling on, and he pops the soda as they're talking, and it's like, I mean, to me, there's nothing more overt. The fact that he's popping her a cherry soda, and then she, like, takes the soda, and then, you know, he, he takes a swig of it or something, or he does, I don't know. But it's, it's funny, because I think that the two of them are definitely tough to... They're such antithesis characters, and the fact that they actually work that well when they're paired up against each other is a good sign that they had good chemistry. Because you can sometimes get a character that polarizing with the other one that's that polarizing, and it becomes almost, like, too much, and it, it just can ruin a show. Whereas this, I think... He carries it well. But anyway, so in this scene, though, she's there, like, pissed off at this, obviously. She comes up with 125 girls that are not interested in this signing the, the thing. And Chris Evans is... They're all on his side. They all try to get this signatures, It didn't really work out, but... Um, and she brings up ladies' night. Lindsay McKean comes in and says... She, she says, oh, my God. That was crazy. There's another scene later on. We'll get to the ladies' side, Sorry. But so... She has a student meeting with the dean, and he's there, too. And I do like that, that they both sit in there, and Milo thinks he's going to have this conversation about, like, this great thing he's doing and, like, all these names he got, even though there's not many that many. Um, although I do think, at this point, Miranda has gotten the signatures for him, I think? Or is that yeah. the word? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so he presents the extra signatures that Miranda got for him because he couldn't do his job well. She got all his for her friends to sign for her. And, um... He probably like, blackmailed people. He proudly presents is. them to the dean, who I didn't mention before is actually I love her. She's great. She's from Malcolm in the Middle. If you remember the two German uh, ranch owners from like seasons four and five, they're great. I mean, it's a really specific, but if you remember them, they're fantastic people. Great character actress. And so she's sitting there like, oh, like how are you? How are you doing, my blah. la la. la, la. And then, like, Milo, like, I think almost opens his mouth. This is what I kind of like this show in some moments, where he opens his mouth preparing to get, like, basically a pat on the back, like, good job, young man. And then, like, uh, Lindsay McKean comes in. The two of them, like, like chit-chat about everything because they're clearly, like, very good friends, and she's, like, in charge of the school. And then she proceeds to tear him a fucking new asshole. <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> so she says, I represent 125 girls in the student body that would never sign that. You will never fit in here. You cannot be one of us. And it's like... She goes uh, in. I am amazed the yeah, Dean lets him, She lets her talk to him like that right in front of her. I was like... And she doesn't say a fucking word. I was like, she, oh she she my knows god. That's why. The Dean is not in charge of the school. Let's see if a kid has the upper hand. But, uh... <laughs> so... And she, she just, like, tears into him. And he's like... <laughs> like, mouth agape. Just like... oh, <gasps> And just like, oh my god. And then, like, they... Blah, blah. And then they... He just... It cuts to that. Like, there's not even, like... Oh, I don't he has no real reaction just cut away to him in the locker room because how do you even react besides just like like slouching out of the room and um and so they go back to the locker room and he's like oh I have a new strategy to show the girls we're not the enemy we're just like them and then we find out we had heard before mention of ladies night which in quotation marks is like a big you don't really even know what it is until it happens but it's kind of just like a big get together for all the girls the first day of school and, of course, the guys weren't necessarily invited because they're not ladies, and I guess that's... And them. they moved it off campus, apparently, too, because of the guys. In order to accommodate the guys. But she I mean, she does clarify. She, again, you may not agree with her, but she has valid reasons for everything that she does. Like, she's like, I've been trying to accommodate you as best we can, but... And then the, the dean also points out that the the executive board, which includes men, made this decision. We did not. You would not be here if we had a choice. Which is kind of interesting—a ploy. Like, oh, they're actually, like... Kind of taking the feminist angle, where it's like this was forced on us. We wanted a place, you know, to exclude and be, you know, all women. Where it, it's interesting that they're actually, whether you agree with it or not, they're making the points that you would think are more background instead. They're actually making them overtly. Um, and so, he, anyway, I they think get, the entire premise of the show, I think, is it could be a relatively strong one, honestly. And yeah. like we said, if it's the reverse, it's like it's it's a horror horror, a horror show. Yeah. Oh my god. Can you even, Oh my god. It'd be awful. Um, so, I, I do wonder like how the show would have evolved had it gotten a chance to evolve. Honestly, well, I
1: guarantee they would have they would have introduced more boys like the second season. Probably, and that yeah. yeah a whole I think
0: new dynamic. I think they probably actually probably would have like made Miranda the villain. I think they would have made Miranda the villain. That was is villain Miranda, too.
1: not the villain, because she sounds like the fucking
2: villain. She's she the is. villain.
0: If, like if you are paying attention, yeah. But it's not being completely said she's the villain. But like they would have made a firm stance on her being. She like okay. she would be Lindsay like McKeon. The, Lindsay McKeon is is like the Joker, and she is Two Face or something, or she is the City of Gotham. I guess we could say. the <laughs> Mills is the City yeah, of yeah, Gotham. McKeon, <laughs> like by the time, like uh, I guess maybe after episode two, like I wouldn't even call her a villain. Like she's, she's just naughty at times. Episode. Like, like, like I said earlier, the she's, I more, made. she's
1: more antagonistic than
0: yeah. She's mostly introduced that way as, as the one who gets them to and, yeah. Uh, what episode it, it might be episode three where Milo introduces his dad to his friends and she's in that group with the, of friends, really so yeah, oh, which is great. His seems like all up and she she's she's like a reasonable there. person. It's just yeah. I think in this in this episode she's just trying to make sure that. These guys don't come in and like hurt the girls. I mean, it sounds it sounds like a really ridiculous thing that to to be like like championing. But when you think about it, like this is a place where these people have the paid same space, money, really. yeah, that have paid money to go where it was all girls. There's a lot of people. There are schools. I mean, there's a school in my area, Mawr College, that is still all girls. It's one of only I think one or two left in the country that are well, colleges that are all. It's girls.
1: very di- it is different because all of these things were created when women didn't have spaces in exactly. even a men's environment. So. Like Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. Girl Scouts were created because girls couldn't be in Boy Scouts. Girl schools were created because girls weren't allowed to go to school. And for those people that <laughs> so. might
0: think that we're being a little bit hyperbolic about the fact that if there was a, a opposite version of this where women were included in, this, in a club of mostly boys, just look at the Girl Scouts versus Boy Scouts and have a conversation. Um, so when it turns to inclusionary, like, just read up, read up, like, some, some recent headlines from either one of them, and you're gonna find out which one's more open. (laughs) It's the girls, girls, or the boys. Uh, anyway, so the ladies' night starts, and they, they get help from Miranda, because Miranda, again, this, this lines up with her, like, evil machina- machinations, and she wants to help them break in and sing uh, We Are Family. Oh, okay. After oh, we I Will Family. Survive. Yeah, I will sing survive. after We Are Family. She's, like, the backup to them, and they're going to come in and sing a song. So in the meantime, there's, like, uh, which I found amazing. It was, like, the most amazing thing I've ever seen. You get Lindsay McKeon and then, like, four random it's, women. It's the whitest who thing I've ever seen. Also, like, her backup dancers... Are We're fifty co- years old, or co- clearly years forty old. year or older. I have such specific notes on that. I was like, I need to write I'm, down this one's I clearly forty-five. Like, I'm,
1: I'm like, I need to unpack this whole moment. See, because... I
0: was too focused on how white oh, it is. it's like a there with like like hairspray, whole... Britney Snow's new girl in town, or like no, stupid cupid from.
1: Super white. <laughs> but, yeah. gonna,
0: I, yeah. I even recommend you pull it up right now. Just look at it. It's it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Because when it cuts, when they like freeze frame. Yeah, First of all, she, please, do, it's worth it. It's worth it for the reaction, I'm telling you. I freaked the fuck out. My, in my notes, it's bolded and, and italicized. They are clearly 40 yeah. years older. older. And here, like, was
1: my, here was my theory, is that because Lindsay McKeon is obviously, like, friends with the dean, and she's, like, that kind of her- Those all <laughs> all, That her only friends are teachers. I, so believe teachers. I believe
0: it. I believe it. no. Yeah. yeah. Do you see the little <laughs> Not yet. I just, I'm just okay. thinking of her. Please love them when you do. It's, it's, it's sad, but it's beautiful at the same time. But so they're also wearing very different outfits to her because she's clearly the Diana Ross of the situation. It's insane. Really, even like, like, if they're the same age
2: as Diana Ross, I
0: need to even. Go, oh my god! I need to even yeah. go into it further because she's got this bright, like, like, like sassy little, like, like a. Uh, sequined dress on kind of thing or something like that and they have you you see (laughs) forty. not it great it's so clear like no offense but like they have wrinkles and stuff guys it's not even subtle like it's no debating it they clearly have had children or something like it's it's not not it's not a 32 year old playing a teenager these are legitimate i want the background story like the autumn research like I want the version of this where she's got, like, nothing but, like, teachers that would volunteer. So one yeah. of them's, like, a lunch lady, and the other one's, like, a guidance counselor, and the other one's, like, her history teacher. Please! But so, anyway, so she's she's dancing along, and they're wearing, like, these transparent background outfits, so they literally blend yeah. in nothing. So it's, just, like, her and some background noise. It's amazing. And it's, it's awful. It's fantastic. I love it. And so she's they do a little dance, and so we are family. So white. I so got all my sisters with me. It's like very, very, like you know, heavy-handed. I'm gonna try some screen caps. It's fantastic.
2: I, like I got all
1: my sisters with me, and it's yeah. I like, got all, I've got all my grandmother's sisters.
0: With me. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, God!
2: Oh my
0: God! Savage! Oh, I'm trying to so when I said to you
2: guys
0: right but, now. <laughs> um, so, so, so the music cuts out, and then I will survive starts up. And then we're like, what? Which, I mean, we kind of already saw coming, but it's, if you didn't pay attention, everyone in the audience is like, what? And in walks Chris Evans, Kyle Howard, and Milo Ventimiglia all in full The uh, gorgeous
2: drag. woman, Milo M- 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 Ventimiglia.
0: They look amazing. All of them look really good. Kyle Howard I has his glasses on. I don't on. Think Kyle
1: Howard looks that good. It's because he has his
0: glasses. I bet if he took his glasses off, he'd look fine. I think it's the glasses like, make him look too much like himself. I think Milo and Chris look beautiful. It, it's, it's like a it's a boy meets world situation where one of them is Matthew well actually they're both Matthew Lawrence and they look amazing. <laughs> and it's like uh Milo really... you can't even tell like I knew it was him the whole time, but I kept looking at his face, i like, I, I can't guess, see Milo's face. I'm like like he was not... a woman for a moment. <laughs> the beautiful like, look good in drag. And so, I'm so Chris Evans yeah. was fine too. Well, he also looked he looked older he, like, but he looked like Fine. He could, Milo, Milo could be a drag queen. Well, amazing. I
1: think Milo's, Milo's legs, his knees are a little too knobby, and, like, his, like, oh. skinny chicken legs. But he, he's his beautiful. His face, his face Chris is like Ev- a, I think Chris uh, Evans had the most beautiful legs, though.
0: Well, Come he's, on. yeah, he's much taller, I think, too, even though and he's shorter than this. But. I
1: figured out what happened, okay, Chris, I was watching this, and I'm like, why does Chris Evans and drag look familiar to me? And it's because I think they used the same wig... On Chris Evans, that they would later go on to use on Michael Rosenbaum and Sorority. Yes! Boys. He looks
0: uh, like Michael Rosenbaum. Another, I was about to bring that boys. up again. That's another situation where and I Milo like, looks similar like, to Michael Rosenbaum. where I like, sometimes when I watch that movie, which is not that often, but every time I catch it on cable. Well, when, when I catch it on cable, cable whatever. But, Maybe. like, it's very sensitive, but sometimes when I watch that movie, you watch it often. <laughs> I've watched it like, a few times. I've watched it a few times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but Michael Rosenbaum in that movie, he looks like. You forget it's him halfway through the movie. You're just like, "This is like a different person I'm watching now." Like he is
1: that person, that character. I'm sure this says a lot about me more than anything else in this conversation, but it does not make me any less attracted, attracted to both Chris Evans and Michael
0: Rosenbaum. No, <laughs> that I'm even like, more so oh, to be I'm totally just, honest. No, I'm like, wow. Making, i thought this is making us all more attracted to these guys. Same with Matthew Lawrence. Yeah. Matthew Lawrence when he was when he was in that was like to me like the pinnacle of his hotness. I was like, oh my god. I'm like, Yep, I'm still attracted to him no matter what. That's all it means. Like, it, there's no, yeah. there is no curve. Like, it's just I, my, my attraction the goes on <laughs> yes, I mean, this. Yeah, there are
1: definitely some dudes that look bad in drag, but these are not those dudes.
0: No, so. and I would say Kyle Howard probably could look better, but it's. I think I do think I bet, it's severely the glasses. I bet,
1: I bet Kyle Howard now would look better in drag. than He Kyle
0: aged Howard much better. Yeah, this is like Which not a good. Aged really well. And this is like his awkward years where he like yeah. had that like really straight hair, although technically he has a little wig on, but like it's it's not a great look for him. He looks much better, yeah. even like in yeah, like Orange County I and don't stuff. Wanna,
1: like, I don't want to offend Kyle Howard because I know he no, I huge, I'm, yeah, a huge yeah, crush Chris on was, him,
0: like, he up. looks weird, like weird-ish. It's, like in between like uh, Paper Brigade, obviously, and like House uh, Gross Point. So like in between those years, it was a little awkward. Yeah,
2: it's okay though. It was a little was
0: best. It's a little it too that Gunther that Wheeler. Or I'd prefer it to be a little later in life.
2: But um yeah.
0: but so anyway, so um they they're all dancing and they come out and they sing the full song. Everyone loses their minds. Although and I'm I, not surprised they knew who they were because again I really say Milo did not look like Milo, so they probably were like, who are these three beautiful women? Right? <laughs> like, instead, they're just like, oh, it's the guys. I, and I,
1: wa- I want to make sure people understand, they don't
0: lip-sync I Will Survive. Oh, it's beautiful, they, they sing, sing it, and it's... I Will it's, Survive it's, in it's, high-pitched, girly it's voices. It's tough, but it's good. Like, it's not terrible, they try. Yeah, it could they do it try. It could have been worse
1: it's strong it's real strong y'all i mean now we know
0: like our true type is, is these guys in drag <laughs> but like his voice their voices are just like it's like such a such a vulnerability in a way because they have to know that they're not going to sound great out of key but they're just doing it and they commit to it the entire song so it's like sort of like when you hear some like, like a little boy and their voice cracks it just imagine them singing it that way the entire time like it's like I first... And they just go on and on and on and it was like it "Oh, better than that no of course yes. it's better than that they have Miranda Mills <laughs> in the back tracking them up with, the, with the song but so yeah. um they, they crush it essentially. Everyone loses their shit. They come running out. They're like, "Woo!" At the very end, though, there's a nice moment where they um, open their, their. They all have like little zipper like halter tops. On, or crop Oh yeah, tops. they also strip, not just drag. They <laughs> strip. <laughs> they kind of. With little. And they have their little. They have little helium movies. balloons in in for their boobs, and then they like they, unzip the tops and they all float out. It's pretty. It's like sweet in a weird way. I don't. I'm tiptoeing around. I, I hope is offensive. I don't find it that offensive, but I know some people might. But. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, because I—I like the thing I liked about it. Because basically, instead of them like pushing back against the girls, they do something like they do something completely embarrass themselves in front of them just to show like, hey, we're like one of you as well. So it's, it's another thing that it works really well. And I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know the level of which. I mean, I, I. I'm not trans so I don't know if this is offensive to some people like the drag versus like obviously they're not, you know, trying to, to transition or anything but they're definitely in drag. So I know that can sometimes be somewhat of a touchy subject it's, like, it's kind of played for laughs but not really though. I mean they kind of do commit to it. There's no and, there's never a joke about it afterwards like and, can you believe it? like seem
2: embarrassed by it. Exactly. Yeah, so either. when we
0: say like they're exactly embarrassing that. themselves, I think it's more just making themselves vulnerable. Like making yeah. themselves like um I, being being open in a way that they were not before. Like putting them on the on the same level as the rest of the girls. So I mean I mean I'll apologize for being ignorant if I am please tell us in an email or something. But I think it definitely comes across as mostly out of good like, there's there's no jokes being made backstage afterwards like who I felt like an idiot or something. Even from Chris Evans, which is where he would be the worst person to to say that kind of stuff. And so then they let the little balloons float out and they come off stage um, Stella, like hero to all, as <laughs> so i did say, looks like all right. It's not personal, but she's like, I'm not really ready for what's going to happen here. Are, uh, but I mean, this is going to happen. Let's deal with it. And she kind of like, commits to that part. There is a moment later on where Milo um, runs off to see Allison Mac again and say, "Hey, what's up?" And Miranda, of course, is pissed because it's like. Ugh. She's stealing my guy But um So in the meantime she, she runs over And she's like Dressed up as Baby Spice And she says Is okay. there anything more Hack than being The Spice Girls I was like Girl You're walking on thin ice I liked you <laughs> like, and I, was, I don't want you to, But it is 1999 So this must feel like It's like fever pitch For that Maybe yeah. now it's a little Bit further away And then we've understood really The brilliance that was The Spice Girls more fully But um she, she says that And they're off to do Like I guess probably Like you know Wannabe or something And um uh, Miranda comes running up Just to like Try and further, like, again, drive like a wedge between them, jumps on his back, like, again, signals, like, what the what, f- really? what? What? And that's what? Like the kind of thing, especially when you're doing this in front of another girl, like, you're you're claiming your territory. Basically. There's nothing, there's no. And also, just like jumping he, some, on a person's back is so intimate, in a way. Yeah. It's not you to might me, as well like, just a like,
1: thing. you might as well just pee in a circle around him
0: and. <laughs> just I just would bark. be surprised if you, like, considered it. Oh God, here. So then she she like jumps on his back for like I a mean, long time, and then, I then, then they the hug. The listener to fast. also watch this and the other episodes. It's so and just important talk to me, me about it's Miranda. So well. important, guys. Watch this episode alone, and you'll be like, I'm oh, in, because there's no way you can go, walk away from this without thinking that was insane. And if the rest of it sounds at all interesting, I mean, the Lisa, I sure, the Virgin Party alone was so crazy to sit through. I was I cannot recommend it more. But so um, serial killers would come up with that idea, honestly. And they would be like, no, pump the brakes. <laughs> that's too obvious. <laughs> um, but so I do enjoy it again. Like it wasn't really played for laughs. No one jokes around about it and they have a good time and that's it. There's no real commentary on it. Like, can you believe I did that? There's no blowback from, from, um, from a key or anything. It's just, it's something they yeah. did. It worked, she's, and everyone moves on like regular people. It's very yeah, nice. Yeah, tells Miranda. She's like, it's nothing personal. Like, she literally says the word, just nothing yeah, personal. Yeah, it's nothing personal. But, it's and then just, she says, I, I, are you ready for what's going to happen with them here? And then she's like, I guess you are going to have to, because they're here. That's, that's it. But, like, it, it's true. Because I think she is, she's just clarifying, like, see, the reason I'm upset about this is not just that it's personal, or not, it's not personal, but, like, not just... Me being personal about it It's the fact that like It's destroying a safe space So are we prepared for that? And Miranda, of course, is like, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled about it. It's like, well, you weren't I I don't understand her character motivation. Like, before she was uh, Because
1: wasn't. she probably is, like, the kind of girl who thrives on attention from boys, and now she, she's got boys. She probably
0: is. She definitely yeah, is. she definitely uh, is. Her, in, in the dance episode, uh, when her brother is telling uh, Milo to ask her out, he's like, she's the kind of girl who, like, uh, like, takes guys and, like, she chews them up and spits them out, so don't let her do that to you. He has, like, her own brother warns him of this (sighs) that's crazy yeah that's That's crazy so anyway so they go back to unpacking afterwards molly goes home and uh the dad's super happy that he's unpacking because that means he's like ready to stay um and then he gets a phone call and it's like hey it's me lisa and i was like oh hey lisa what's up Hey. hey it's
1: me lisa Please,
0: like, record that and, like, keep that as, like, your (laughs) phone message. I want Matt Zucri saying, hey, Lisa, to be your, like, text notification. You guys, this
1: is so horrifying to me because, as you will all find out later in the year when we do Gilmore Girls, how much I hate, like, all of Rory's boyfriends. And now all of Rory's boyfriends are on this show saying my name. (laughs) God. (laughs) Except for Jared Padalecki, but he has said my name on other shows, so it's all equally horrifying. Um, you
0: <laughs> definitely said your name on Supernatural. Yeah, yeah exactly. There that.
1: was a Lisa on Supernatural,
0: so... So, so... Did it that she was delightful? Like, I mean, it's not like she, like, it's, they're monsters, these Lisas. Yeah. It's not like your name is Miranda. Oh, no, that just,
1: helps. That helps. I'm glad my name's not Miranda.
0: Oh, then we, we have to be or something? With, with this monster. <laughs> All right. I'm- uh... So, she says, it's me, Lisa. I miss you. And, of course, she's, like, you know, still broken up, I guess, if they broke up. But I think she's the one that dumped him, so... Um, yeah, she dumped him. To be kind so of, like, like oh. the older guys, basically. And so, yeah. she's having a hard time at school, and he's like, give it time, you'll, you'll feel at home soon enough. And then, of course, he's Although, not... I, feeling and I also it. appreciate him not, like, rubbing it her face. That no, that feels, was like, nice. So... I like that, too. It seemed he was, like, a good person. And also, it sort of shows without having to, like, you know... I mean, in we kind of do get the heavy-handedness of him going back to school the second time, or the third time, I guess. But, like, um, it doesn't really, like, you know, show the hand of, like... And now he feels comfortable. It just kind of lets him say it to her, which I know is like really textbook how to, you know, have someone say it to another character. But for this show, everything else has been pretty, pretty, pretty overt. So it was nice to have something a little more subtle for a second. And he and said again. to her like, "It's okay. You'll find you'll find your place. Just give it time," which is what he did, and it worked. Like, and now he oh, oh, loves it there characters, besides Miranda, and I only include Chris Evans because he does get better, are pretty decent people. So, I I, I like it that it remains that way, and it's not really a question of whether or not he's a a, a good guy, so. And that Friends and Countrymen (laughs) was the the fucking (laughs) first episode of opposite sex. And some of the second episode, and parts of future episodes. So, I mean, do we have any other wrap-up thoughts? We kind of went over the cast list a little bit. Do you want to go into it a little bit further? I mean... We, we got into the fact that, like, a lot of them were from things. The teacher we didn't mention is also a regular from um, The the Son. He was one of the students in Dick's class. He was, like, a recurring for, like, mm-hmm. s- four or five seasons on that. Um, I'm sure there like, other people that would be notable on this that were pretty, like, stand out. We mentioned that the there's the um, Nile O.T. movie connection to the one guy. Um, a lot of people on this show have gone on to be in, like, um, Gilmore Girls for a, for a turn or on heroes, a couple of them are on heroes. Like, I say that, I it mean, sounds like everybody, but I mean, like, if you look at every single person who played every random character on here, they've all been so incestuous. Like, they're all on the same stuff together. And it's don't really forget, weird. last year Chris Evans and Lindsay McKeon had dating rumors just because they went out to dinner because they're friends, even yes. though well, she's no, married. no, he he's Jenny Slate, so we're in a good place. Exactly. But, like, if like, if like, you she's theory, fall back, that's a good place. <laughs> and it's like, hey, we're just friends because oh, of this show. Well, too, that's good really cool, too. that's Hollywood fun. for you. But um, uh, besides that, like, I think it's really interesting, the um, the creator and writers for this have all done similar stuff together as well. Yeah, the, but, uh, the, yeah, the creators are par- uh, writing partners. Yeah, she's, it's, I it's, mean, was- specifically, like, a ton of really, like, major, like, how to lose a guy in 10 days, the vow, Um, how to be single, like, really, really, like, I think... It's, this, was yeah. their, this was their one TV thing, which yeah. is kind of upsetting because I would have. I, I think I could have uh, enjoyed seeing other things from them on TV as things progressed. It's it's this a like first and only show. And even like you said, the main characters we didn't even go into it as much. But like again, I love Antonio. This is like his first thing. It's really uh, oddly like it's before he kind of got. I wouldn't say typecast, but he has a very similar like. Like, yeah, but, studious, but, like, quiet, broody, yeah, whereas that's kind of his thing now, and I think he's obviously played things against the type in the past, but, like, I mentioned Rocky and stuff, although he's kind of the same in that a little bit, too, Yo, he's like, definitely, there's, there's so much man pain.
2: Yeah, in but, position.
0: like, regardless of that, like, he's usually at least, like, trying to do something a little closer to, like, a manly, quiet thing, or he does none of that in this. Not to say that, you know, you can't, you know, be you know, complicated as an actor, but, like, it's just interesting. And he... Chris Evans! He obviously has gone on to do, like, major things as Cap, but, like, he also has done a lot more, like, stuff that's, I would say, more experimental... In ways that you wouldn't expect someone from this character to do, like you don't think that this this person. I'm so on happy do that. he
2: wasn't like typecast as yeah, this specific character. Like oh, yeah,
0: especially after not an Nazi movie. Everyone who took roles in that movie was taking a real gamble. That they'd be primarily typecast because they were literally yeah. playing like one of the original like watershed teen movie, like, stand-ups.
2: Like, that. They were literally still like, playing, like, the stereotypes. Like,
0: to this, yeah like, yeah, like, literally. And to this but day, I think... like, I forget what isn't real and what was part of a teen movie. Like, that was so <laughs> good. It's like, I almost forget what's that and what's, like, from the movie itself. Like, it's that perfect. Whereas, I don't... And now it's, like, more common to get, like, like, extreme movie and all that bullshit, but, like, that, then yeah. it was And huge. I think,
1: uh, I think as... I think as bad as I found this show to be, you can still see why all of these actors... Have done so much. Yeah. But they're still so good even in a shitty show. Absolutely. Like, Chris I mean, Chris Evans is just like a charm monster anyway. Like, it's ridiculous. And you see, like, Milo's good, and of course Lindsay McKeon's great, and Alice Mack, and like you're like, oh you know, you see like it doesn't matter what the material is. If you
0: have charisma, you have charisma. So if you I don't, don't now mention... you're a lawyer. Yeah. Oh my god! I even mentioned Lauren. one of the people in the in the next episode. I mean, we can get other episodes too, but like, there was a couple of people at one moment. Like, they is they cut to two random military school guys who have like maybe a line each. One is Mickey from um, Together, uh, and the other is uh, Donkey Lips from uh, Split, Your Shorts, Split Your Shorts, among other things. He's been in other things. So they both have, and then. Um, uh, the third guy, who has not, done, I don't think he's gone on to do as much stuff, if, if it's the right person I'm reading, he doesn't have a picture on IMDb, but um, he, I think, has gone on to do other things, including being a minor character in Civil War, so I'm like, I, that is fascinating to me that some of these people, like, went on to do movies that big with Christopher... Oh, it's Christopher. With uh, Christopher Evans. Wow, Christopher, Christopher Evans. But yeah. with Chris, with Chris
1: Evans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's like really we It's like a weird trajectory. Like, remember when we both did that terrible, like, team show where we were talking about having a virgin party and, like, how great it was to be a virgin? Because that's, like, the only bit of their scene is just that. Like, it's like a, like a man on the street interview where it's like. Also, like, not to get into that anymore, but, like, Miranda, like, conducts interviews with people about whether or not they're virgins and stuff. And, like, there's a moment where she's interviewing this girl who wants to go to a party because she hears from her sister they're really cool. And then, like, she's like, well, tell me why you think you should be basically deflowered at my party is basically the question she asked. And this poor girl's like, well, I heard from my sister that your parties are really cool. And it's, like, such an innocent answer. And Miranda, like, puts her her notes to the side and, like, basically is like, uh and I was like, ew! I'm like, what a shitty piece of fucking garbage. Like, <laughs> the one vulnerable person who's on, everyone else is like, oh, I just, I'm very innocent. I like, you it's can tell the guys lame. are just, yeah, they are just lying. They want to get laid. But, like, this girl is, like, a truly, I think, honest person. And she, like, basically, like, laughs in her face. It's like, this is a villain. She's a
2: monster.
0: <laughs> but anyway, She's like. so awful everybody, everybody who's been on the show. This. <laughs> like, Latoya was mentioning other people, like, we mentioned that has been on here. I mean, there's this, it, it seems like an endless, like, row of people who've just showed up and, and done, like, a little bit of character acting here and walked off. So, I mean, I could not recommend something more if you were looking for, like, everything's from, I think it's almost all on YouTube. I, I don't think any... Yeah, uh, all the episodes that aired are on YouTube, yeah. I, I will say now, I'm not going to link directly to it, because I don't think we have ever been responsible for copyright strikes or something, but sometimes in the past I've linked directly to episodes, and then I get sad, yeah. because in the past those links go dead, and I don't want to ever play a role in taking, like, John Doe off of YouTube. So I just recommend... <laughs> well, John do on the, Hulu, as I keep mentioning. It is, yeah, Hulu Plus, but it, it is on YouTube, too, if you don't, and... I don't want to say any more or link directly to it because I want everyone in the world to have the opportunity to watch John Doe. You
1: guys are all adults I presume. (laughs) You know how to type a thing into a searching into a, box.
0: Into, a, group it's group a, into <laughs> a Google box. So get it, while the, get it while the getting's good, because, my God, for both of those, are, it's worth it. My, what oh. I
1: want to know is, because there was eight episodes aired, and on Wikipedia it says there, it's unknown whether anything was shot between 9 and 13. And Whoa, like, how,
2: how do you not how, know
0: that? How do
1: you not know?
0: How do we Just go know up and, it? Oh, if any of us okay. ever see Malavich, really, let's make a pact, guys, a blood oath right now. <laughs> if... Well no wait. Oh, if I had a cherry soda, we could all pop cherry sodas together and I make it <laughs> But if we ever see Milo Amelia, we gotta ask what if you. McKeon? I any I I I of those any of the main Louis cast. McCann. Yes. If you ever see any of those people, we gotta ask Chris Evans. Uh, I was we'll like,
1: say, I was of, I, if I had known years ago when I was at Comic Con and saw Allison, I like, "Excuse him. me, Allison." <laughs> but we, we gotta to ask them. Nine.
0: Did you shoot nine through thirteen of of uh, opposite sex, just asking for a friend or something? You know, a like like friend, friend is myself.
2: We'd like to see the last episodes of the whole family.
0: We would like to see the
1: last <laughs> episodes, yeah, like like, episodes where Miranda becomes Dexter.
0: I just want to, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. You no, know, she's like doing satanic like sacrifices. She's moved on. But we can just describe. <laughs> we can say, look, it, it's a rumor online that there was. more more shot than ever aired or was released, is there more than eight episodes? Guys, and that's an easy yes or no question. They can say right. yes or no, and then maybe tell you yes. Where like is
1: the opposite sex fan fiction?
0: And then we'll all update you the Wikipedia accordingly. <laughs> sex fan fiction. Jesus I hope there is. <laughs> I mean, but, like, but, like... Imagine asking Chris Evans that because how often do you think he gets asked about opposite sex? I'd guess never. So he would be like, "What the fuck are you asking me?" (laughs) He would love it. He would think he would probably love it. I hope he gets asked more about that teen dream
1: mystery date thing. Uh, That he great.
0: I remember that too. That was great. Oh man. Well, so so everyone out in the world, you can do it too. You you pop your cherry sodas (laughs) and go ask them, please. But um, (laughs) I think I, I found. An opposite sex fan fiction. <laughs> God bless you. Hold no, on one second. I don't, I don't even know. What what, what what Can we all take guesses on who it is? Is it, who would no, it please, be so, pairing? I, mean, I hope I not Brandon Mills and I Yeah, it would be Milo and Allison. I love how it is. is has, it is. Oh, it oh is. good. Okay. Good. Let's find them. But like honestly, Here, I'll that. none of us have even mentioned the fact beyond the first like five minutes of this that his name is Jed because no one wants to keep saying the name Jed. <laughs> We've just wants, been calling him Milo. We could have just said the character's name but no because Jed is one of those names. It's just awful. Oh, no what I'm still so getting sorry the to Jed out Miranda there. Mills deserves to have her shitty name said. Well Lynn, she, when she murders a bunch of people we want people to know who we're talking about that same Miranda Mills.
1: You guys this was published in 2011. God bless this person.
0: Oh man. <laughs> what a hero. That, that makes like me the, really happy about people. Like Twelve
1: like, years later, somebody was like, you know what? I'm going to write some opposite sex fantasy.
0: I don't know what people talk about. America is still thriving every day. <laughs> 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 My God. What a what a great country. Uh, alright, well so do so we have any other wrap-up thoughts? Are we good on that?
1: Uh, no, I'm gonna read this fanfic. I'm good.
0: <laughs> okay. You wanna read it out loud? No, I don't <laughs> wanna do that. That poor person it's, it's five years old. I
1: don't wanna do that to them. It, It's 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 three thousand six hundred and sixty-six words. Six six six. That's the
0: number of the demon <laughs> Miranda Mills. <laughs> the mark of the Beast
1: so it's a little too long to read out loud for the podcast but yeah you know. but I we can well we can
0: use google if you want to find it guys. You, guys
1: you guys just like uh email the televoid at gmail.com if you want us to record
0: a special uh reading yeah we could i guess <laughs> i just i feel bad because i'm sure that it's probably i mean i don't want less of that to exist in the world i, I mean, want it to be the only it, one it's not because of it it's because of these characters in general i Mocking it, I am so amazed and No, I'm glad. saying if we if we do eventually mock it, like as <laughs> if we, if we mock oh, no. it, <laughs> it will be mocked. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I, oh, I love this author's note. Jed is still attracted to Miranda, but that attraction is still largely superficial, as opposed <laughs> to Kate. Oh, tell it. True. They, they get them, They get the character motivations, guys. So I'm in for that at least. See,
1: it, ta- it takes place after the drug episode, so now I'm going to have to watch to at least the episode. The
0: dragon is pretty fun, actually. It's all <laughs> oh my pretty gosh. fun. Hush. Go watch it, guys. Please, we recommend it. That's the it. one where he introduces his dad to his friends. It's the summer. There's not a lot on TV right now. Go Google this yeah, and watch it. There's eight episodes to watch, and they're very like they're they're slow, but they're very watchable. They're not all pilot full. And if you do get bored, you could you know you know zoom forward if you need to. But it's very very like fast forward to all the, uh, all the Miranda scenes. You got plenty the of scene. there's plenty of like the moments of that party are. Honest to God, every second I was pausing it to like scream. So, it's worth it. Uh, it's really worth it just for that episode, too. A lot of cherry soda. But I'm going to watch the other one, too, <laughs> talking about the homosexual episode. That sounds fa- amazing. Just okay. watch it all. Watch it all. Let's move on to plugs. So, what's up with you, Latoya? I'm plugging opposite sex. All
2: right?
0: <laughs> and, this, and the one opposite Dirty. sex. Dirty. <laughs> apparently. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at LaFergs. I don't know if I'll be tweeting anything, so you can just watch opposite sex instead, and then you can right pretend there. that I'm... I'm there talking to you about it. All right. And what's up with you, Lisa? Uh,
1: I still tweet at it's Lisa E. That's pretty much all I do.
0: All right. <laughs> and as always, I am at Mara E. Um, the next episode of this show is going to be for Latoya's very happy birthday episode. We're watching every episode of John Doe.
1: Uh, somebody Yay. else. Somebody else gets Latoya's birthday episode. This. I mean, day. you're
0: welcome to join <laughs> if you want. I think no, you said it before, but you it's said absolutely Hulu. not. I'm, I'm good, y'all. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a break. You can come back next year if you'd like. But um, so I again, highly recommend. I nothing more delightful to me than that John Doe episode we watched. I can only imagine the rest are going to be equally as great. So I I can't recommend that enough. It's on Hulu. It is also searchable. And I don't on YouTube. have to rewatch it because I already watched the whole series for work. <laughs> Um, in the meantime, uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes for a drunk commentary on Entourage. Entourage. Um, and then hey. you can email Just us. Let's watch at, Opposite Sex. I mean, you can do both. Let's do both. Um, you, can, can do both. you can email us at thetelevoid at gmail.com and then uh, in the meantime, thanks for wandering into The Televoid, guys. See you next time for a very happy birthday special. Bye-bye! Hey.
1: Why did you drop out of Yale?